0: What's up, guys? We are back. This is the first Are You Entertained podcast in the post-iTunes era. From here on out, it's bigger and better and more explicit than ever. We're happy to announce our podcast is on iTunes, SoundCloud, and MixCloud. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Our Unfiltered Cinematics video series will be coming very soon. By the way, uh, what what movie should we go see? You uh, said The Founder. The Founder, I really, really, really want to see. Cool. I'm down for that. Cool. We'll get McDonald's and then we'll go see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Maybe we should do our review from the McDonald's. Yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> that'd be funny. I'd be down. Uh, and don't forget to check, check out our blog. We recently upgraded and dropped the dotweebly.com. So it's just areyouentertained.com. We're really excited about that. Um, we have a ton to talk about, so let's get into it. Uh, we have Oscar nominations, Star Wars title, and a Super Bowl preview, so it's going to be fun. Uh, we were going to do sports first, but Star Wars announced its new title and the Oscar noms were revealed So we got to do what we got to do. All right. Movies and TV is up first. That's the lead today. Oscar nominations just dropped today. This morning, they were announced via live stream for the first time ever. So that was kind of cool. Some headlines of these Oscar noms. Uh, La La Land snagged 14 nominations, tying the all-time record with All About Eve in 1950 and Titanic in 1997. So uh, my question to you was: We saw La La Land. Right. Was La La Land really that good? Is it on the level of Titanic, or did it really just suck off Hollywood <laughs> enough? And was it just that much different being a musical and everything? Uh, what do you think?
1: I think it's the perfect Oscar movie because of the the suck off job and everything that you know. It goes towards being you know we love Hollywood. This is you know a big tip of the cap to Hollywood. So I wasn't surprised at all. Uh, Is it as good as
0: Titanic?
1: Mm, I mean, you can debate. I mean, because
0: Titanic is like the pinnacle of
1: movies, right? Right. I mean, it's right up there. I mean, obviously, I don't think it's quite that good. But uh, it's interesting enough and um, does a good enough job. that. And I I think also we're kind of in a down year of movies, especially the last two years, uh, where, I mean, I think it was in a perfect time where it can really... 'Cause I think if in most years it wouldn't have got that many nominations. Yeah. But just because of where we're at with movies right now, um, you know, I think there's just I,
0: not that many options. Yeah, so I think what you're trying to say is like movies nowadays, it's either a big franchise, a spin off. A spin off, a sequel, oh, yeah. or a remake. Right. You know, or a or, superhero movie. <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, there are very far and few between uh Really dramas that really draw you in and really original movies. So um, I mean, it being a musical and it being as deep as it was in the end, I think that kind of has something to do with it. The fact that it does suck off Hollywood, I think, also has something to do with it. Um, So I think you're definitely right there. But one of the things I wouldn't put it on the level of Titanic. No,
1: I wouldn't either. One thing that like with the Oscars that is, I think, is so important to get nominees and to win is. A lot of it's about the 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 writing of it, you know, think about some of the classic movies that have had a lot of success. I mean dialogue is such an important uh, aspect of a movie. you know, I think of like the Godfathers. There wasn't a ton of action in either of the Godfather movies, but just how it was written and you know how those actors did such an unbelievable job of being able to carry different dialogues. you know I think the Oscars really appreciate a good script more yeah. than anything else. Okay. And right now we're in the era where it's all—it's got to be action, action, action. Every scene has to have an explosion or yeah, a, sure. you know violence or something. And I think La La Land was kind of a more of it was really important what the script was and you know that aspect of it. I like that.
0: I like that. Being a screenwriter, that's nice. There you go. You know. All right. Um, another headline is Amazon Studios becomes the first streaming service to land a best a best picture nomination at the Oscars with Manchester by the Sea. Um, we still have not seen this one, but I really want to. I actually did not know it was uh, strictly Amazon Studios. That's pretty cool. Uh, so they, they must have picked that up or something because I, I think
1: they must have bought it from one of those film festivals. Yeah, I know it was a little film festival.
0: Okay, but so right now, is it streaming on Amazon? Do you I don't, know? I'm not sure. Yeah, see, that's what if it I... it is,
1: then I mean, I mean, we, got we can Amazon go see Prime. it. <laughs> watch it
0: but. Exactly, but I mean... That kind of confuses me. I, I think Amazon Studios is a production company, but I don't know if that goes hand-in-hand hand right. with Amazon Prime. I don't know how that works. But either way, um, it was reported that Amazon Studios becomes the first streaming ser- service to land a Best Picture nom. So that's pretty cool. And then despite – the this this kind of hurts a little bit for me. <laughs> I really wanted to see this happen. But despite their campaign efforts and hopes for a major upset pick, Deadpool did not – Break down the Oscars door. Were you surprised by this?
1: Not really. It's not an oscar movie. Okay. I mean, I, the best to me from like an actual movie perspective, a uh, superhero movie was The Dark Knight or The Dark Knight Rises. I agree. And the fact that that got no love, I, I don't think you're ever really going to see
0: in the Oscars uh, a superhero, superhero movie okay. be nominated for anything. Okay. Uh, so was that... That wasn't nominated for – the movie itself because right. Heath Ledger won, didn't he? I believe so, yeah. Okay, but the movie I'm itself – yeah, I'm the movie about, like, itself, didn't directing or, sure. or the screenwriting, any yeah. of that stuff. See, the only reason I would have liked to have – this is definitely not like an oscar e movie. Right. The only reason I would have liked to have seen it is because all the rules it breaks – and we've talked about this right. uh, in previous podcasts – but uh, it really does break down the walls for – you know, like you went, you go back to scripts and screenwriting, right. it really does do some different things it's in that the uniqueness of it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's why I kind of wanted it to get the nod. Right. Um, unfortunately it did not, but you know, we'll see what happens. Uh Infinity War and there's gonna be some really good ones coming up, so yeah. we'll see uh, we'll see what happens moving forward with that. Um, and then another little headline from the Oscar Noms, uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda. Uh, from Hamilton and from Moana is now one step closer to getting an EGOT, which is in it goes to anyone who wins an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony—a huge deal. Yeah. And uh, if he wins an Oscar for his song Moana, How Far I'll Go, he will get this this prestigious little thing. Uh, have you have you seen Moana? Or I have not. I've yeah, I've, I've, w- I've heard great to. things. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But uh, he's very talented. Uh, He also put out the Hamilton mixtape, which I thought, I mean, it wasn't groundbreaking, but I thought it was really cool how he got all those artists on one mixtape. thought that was pretty cool. And uh, that'd be really cool to see him get something like this. Uh, It's just kind of, it's kind of like the Triple Crown, I feel like, a little bit. So pretty cool for that. Um, Now we're just going to uh, reel off some of the nominations. So best picture, we have a lot here, a lot of... lot of really the same movies from the golden Golden globes Globes. which is uh kind of surprising i guess a little bit so we'll just break it down we have arrival we have fences hacksaw ridge hell or high water hidden figures lion la la land manchester by the sea and moonlight so uh we have seen one of these and that's la la land and do you think that this will sweep i think la la land is gonna have
1: a really good night okay Um, you know, the one thing that, like, I, I I keep thinking that I think could make a bunch of upset picks would be Hacksaw Ridge. I think that's a really big, like, Oscar movie. Yeah. Um, wouldn't be surprised if Moonlight has a decent night or even, like, a, a lion. Yeah. Um, you know, so the one that surprised me the most was Arrival. That just, I haven't seen it, but it doesn't seem like an oscar movie, so that one really yeah. surprised me, but... I look for La La
0: Land to have a really good night, and I think Hacksaw Ridge could make a few upsets. Okay. Uh, I actually read an article, a column, from Hollywood Reporter, and uh, the columnist was saying how Hollywood is kind of bringing back Mel Gibson. He had those right. really bad comments right. back in the day, and uh, they're kind of giving him a, a new shot. A and second chance. A right. second chance, yeah. and uh, So that's kind of cool. So maybe he will get some love. Maybe they'll kind of... Wipe away what happened right. in the past and show him some love. I do think La La Land is going to have a big night. I've heard really good things about Hidden Figures. Um, I've so, never
1: even really heard of it. So,
0: so I I think it's about a movie, or I think it's about three black women who. Oh, is that the Kevin Costner? Ah, uh, I don't know if Kevin, Kevin he may be in it. I don't know, but it's about it's about NASA and yeah. them doing like math. they right. the yeah, mathematicians like and figure stuff out. In He's that. in that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've heard really, really good things about that. I think Pharrell either produced it or he had something to do with the soundtrack. Uh, so a lot of big name people are affiliated with this movie, and uh, it's actually, I believe, it's rated PG, which kind of—I don't want to say it's weird, but it's kind of—it's kind of weird. Right. You normally see these big movies either PG thirteen or R. So kind of, kind of cool that a, a movie like Hidden Figures can break ground like this. Um, so moving on uh to the best actor category we have casey affleck for manchester by the sea andrew garfield from hacksaw ridge ryan gosling from la la land vigo mortensen from captain fantastic has have have we never, even heard never, of this i mean he he wasn't nominated for a golden so. globe right yeah. yeah haven't even heard of that one not gonna lie and then denzel washington for fences um who do you see taking home that one? Right. So I think this is gonna be between Casey Affleck. Casey Affleck and Ryan
1: Gosling. I tend to think right that wasn't Ryan Gosling's best performance, considering he can't really sing <laughs> uh and it's a musical, but uh I, I wouldn't I think Ryan Gosling will win and he'll kinda of sweep the Golden Globe and the Oscars.
0: Okay. Okay. I, I tend to agree with you. I would love to see uh Denzel Washington and yes. I've seen the, just from the trailer, that movie looks so it good, looks and deep. It, it does. And his uh, role looks really intense. And I think that'd be cool if he got some love for that. Huge Den, Denzel fan, right. so it'd be cool to see that. Uh, moving on to the best actress category, we have Isabel Hubert in L, we have Ruth Nega in Loving, Emma Stone in La La Land, Natalie Portman and Jackie, and Meryl Streep and Florence Foster Jenkins. And I just want to say, maybe she isn't as overrated as Trump thinks. Yeah, well, yeah. probably. The greatest, I know you like that comment. Probably
1: the greatest actress of all time. So, yeah, she's not overrated.
0: Yeah. So, uh, who do you see taking home this one? Emma Stone is La La Land going to sweep more? I think so. I for the actually for the Golden Globes, I predicted Meryl Streep correctly. Right
1: then, well, so it was it was was separate categories, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, But I don't think she'll be Emma Stone here head to head. So I, I I tend to. Any chance for
0: Natalie Portman? You think? I mean, there's always a chance, um, but I'd be, I'd be surprised. Okay, I I really liked her role as Jackie Kennedy. I think it would be really cool if she got the nod for that. Um, I didn't put down every category because there's a lot more in the Oscars, and we'd be here forever if I just reeled them all off. So I just put some other notable nominations oj made in america was nominated for a best feature documentary and uh i think there was not some backlash but kind of some rumblings because people are saying how it's a series and not right. a feature and i didn't actually read the article but it actually there was one that kind of explained how it is a feature either way this this documentary is it deserved to get some love yeah i mean it's not even the best Sports documentary, it is the best documentary I think I've ever seen in my life. It was so captivating, and I just – I think how many parts are there? Five? Yeah. Yeah, so I think three premiered on ESPN, and then I think they announced that they were all on watch ESPN. I literally, after the third one, went and just watched you – know, I think two. the last two or either hour and a half or two hours, I reeled them off right away, man. They were – it was just so – well done, and so i I learned so many things about it, right. and it was really good. I hope this gets some love i think I think it will I, I, I think so too I think so too and uh moving on fantastic beasts and where to find them we we both saw this movie, so I figured i'd throw it in here it It got some love for uh best costume design and best production design. Star Wars Rogue One got some love for best visual effects, probably because of the c g i Tarkin and le uh, Leia, excuse me, and uh, best sound mixing. So, uh, do you think both of these will win anything here? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if best sound mixing
1: wins, um, just because Star Wars has had a lot of past with, uh, you know, having yeah. really good like musical scores and stuff. Um, best visual effects, I, I think it's definitely deserving of the nomination. And I think it has really, to win. I mean, yeah. with
0: the whole CGI right. thing, that's breaking ground. That's really the first time. Really, a whole character has been CGI. Right. I think that would be pretty groundbreaking. And I think the Oscars are definitely about the whole groundbreaking right. thing, as the Grammys are, as we've talked about in previous podcasts. Um, just thinking about this right now, actually, the Oscars so white from last year, the whole controversy, a lot of uh, you know diverse right. cast casting people are up this year. So th- I feel like the Oscars are really trying to break ground in that way as well and that's that's really a cool thing right um so hopefully a lot of those those actors and actresses get some love and then another little kind of tidbit who would have thunk it suicide squad maybe one of the most trash movies of the year <laughs> according to some people is nominated for an oscar for best makeup and hairstyling shout out to harley quinn my <laughs> my future wife margot robbie after she gets a divorce exactly gonna happen so uh that's that's it for oscars do you have anything else that really stands out you'd like Uh, to say i'm always one of my favorite
1: categories is always best supporting actor and actresses okay um just because you kind of see like who's up and coming i always think like in the future there'll be
0: best actor yeah
1: yeah but also i think some of what makes individual movies great is the supporting cast Mm -hmm. Um, and you just see some of the best acting performances are done by those supporting actors. You know, I think like Christopher Waltz is one, two or three best supporting actors and every movie he's in, you know, he could be a main character, but he's just so good in that uh, supporting role. Um, so I'm always curious to see those, um, and who wins those. And then I like to kind of like see how they progress through the years. So those, for sure, those two are big categories
0: for me. Okay. Okay. Um, Moving on, this is a big topic for us. We yes. are Star Wars geeks. Star Wars Episode Eight finally got a title, yeah. finally, and you actually hit me up about yeah. it. Good stuff. Good, good looking out. Uh, episode Eight will be titled "The Last Jedi." It'll be released in December. Can't come fast enough. Right. Uh, so initially, when you told me about this, you told me your theory. Right. So would you like to go ahead sure. and say your so theory?
1: So in Episode, I believe five. Um, you know, Yoda and Obi-Wan are talking and they're talking about Luke and if Luke goes to the dark side, and whatnot, Obi-Wan basically says, well, that's our last hope. And, he, and Yoda kind of says, no, there is another. And the other of course is Luke's sister, Leia. So my kind of theory here is that Luke will, at the end of the movie will be the last Jedi because I believe that Leia will one way or another kind of die. Um, you know, RIP Carrie Fisher. Um, and then Rey won't yet be a Jedi because she will be a Jedi in training, leaving Luke as the last Jedi. Okay.
0: I would like to piggyback off that. So I did see a picture on Twitter before this, and it was a still shot of the, the scroll opening mm-hmm. and in Episode 7, The Force Awakens. And it actually does point out... Something, something, something. Uh, how they're looking for Luke, and then, right. comma, he is the last Jedi. Right. So I mean, it, it probably is Luke, and I do think your your point was more so the fact how you think they're eventually going to write off, yeah, Le- uh, Leia, uh, yeah, Leia, and Carrie Fisher, RIP. But um, initially, I mean, that definitely does make sense, and I think you are right. But initially, when I saw this, I would, I, I just, I thought that Ray has something to do with that. But it does make more sense that Luke is. Um, but I, I really think that do you think so do you think this this next episode is gonna be more focused on Luke? Or do you think oh, it's Oh yeah,
1: well considering he wasn't I mean, let's call it what it was, he wasn't in episode seven yeah. at all. I think he's gonna be um by far I think obviously Ray will be the big focus, but I think he'll be um the biggest focus of all the old characters and sure. stuff. And her him just basically teaching her uh, the Ways of the Force and training her. And then I also think that we're going to see uh, a Luke
0: versus maybe a Kylo Ren battle. I would love that. I was just about to say, so uh, what are some of your expectations, some predictions for this movie? I know I want some epic lightsaber battles like you right. just said. I would love to see Rey versus Kylo Ren, Luke versus Kylo Ren. Maybe the whole Knights of Ren versus the Jedis. Uh, or give me some more Darth uh Snoke, excuse me, yes. I said Plagueis, but Snoke. Maybe there, maybe there's some co- coordination there, right. correlation. But uh, what do you think? What do you want? What I want
1: is to find out more about Moz. She's like yes. such a fascinating yes. character, and I think uh, we will. I right. think we I definitely think they will. have to because you know she had all the stories and she had Luke's lightsaber, and yeah. So I think we got to kind of figure out. You know, tell them about that picture you found too. Oh yeah, in episode one. Uh, when Luke was uh on Tatooine and Koygon.
0: Anakin? Yeah Anakin, Anakin sorry yeah, yeah,
1: no, you're uh, good. and uh Koigan went to visit him and stuff. Luke actually had like a little statue right statue that looks exactly like Moz, um and I just like saw it, paused it and took a picture <laughs> and sent it to you. <laughs> I know that was uh, that
0: was sick. I had never seen that before yeah, so Yeah
1: and it was just kinda crazy but um you know I so I think she's to me the most fascinating character in the Star Wars universe right now just because we don't know anything about Mm her Um, but I'm really curious to see how because I think this movie is really going to be focused on Rey and Luke so how do they tie in the other characters like Finn and Mm -hmm. Poe even a little bit of Leia um, just because I think such focus is going to be on just those two and the training and stuff that I'm curious to see especially someone like Poe You know, he's just a pilot fighter. So, like, what is his role going to be moving forward? I mean, maybe they go to war. Right. And then he plays uh, his part. Um, So that's interesting to me. Um, Finn, because, I mean, you know, Finn was like, screw this, I'm leaving, I want to get out of here. Yeah. How does he get, you know, brought back in? And then, you know, just... I think Snoke is the number 2 most fascinating person yeah. uh, just because we literally know nothing about him. Yeah. Um so I know I kind of always had the theory that he was like Palpatine's.
0: So so you master. would say there is correlation with I, Darth I, Plagueis. I think so. I hope so. I, th- I mean I think
1: Plagueis was his apprentice. Okay. Okay. Because remember uh Palpatine says um he mastered that he couldn't die he yeah. was mortal um so they killed and him and killed now him i asleep. think snoke is technically he's not uh, he's dead but you know yeah, yeah. he lives through the force um so i think we have to get some more backstory on him um i don't know it's hard to say they they, it they, is hard they to this predict. one they don't just, release anything right so. and and it's just there's so much potential on what they could do and different things and different storylines that people couldn't possibly yeah. imagine uh Star Wars is always one that keeps you guessing. Right when you think you have it figured out, they throw you for, you know, three curveballs. So uh it's gonna be interesting. I think I think it's gotta be really detailed yeah. on a lot of these new characters because in the first one it was so much about the old characters reuniting with the new ones that we didn't really learn a ton about the new ones. Mm-hmm. You know, like who was raised how do, how does Ray tie in with all of this? You know, who's her father? Who are her parents? Yeah. You know, she's been waiting for. Um, I hope we find out um, Jakku and uh, stuff. So I I, th- I feel like at the very very end of this movie, we're gonna get a big uh, ah yeah. uh, moment where we yeah. find out you know who's Ray's parents were or you know what the tie in is. Uh, and I think we're gonna see that through her training with Luke. That Luke's gonna say, you know, I knew who your parents were. Ooh. So.
0: Uh, that, you heard that, it here first. Yeah, this is the prediction.
1: Yeah. So that those are kind of my predictions. But again, I mean who, who knows? They sound good, but they could be like a hundred percent wrong. Yeah. So
0: that's the crazy thing about Star Wars. I mean, we literally know nothing. It's right. all specul speculation and I kind of I kinda like that about Star Wars. I mean, right. Star Wars keeps it tight and they don't let out any information. Right. It just makes it that much more awesome right. in December when we find out what actually right. does happen. So do you think this is going to top Force Awakens? Yeah, I think so. Do you think? think do you think so. they're just chronologically just going to get better? Right. I, I believe so. Okay. I would be cool with that. Yeah. I just <laughs> think they
1: have so much to do. Um, and I think Force Awakens was just scratching the surface. Uh-huh. And, and I love I love right, it. Me too. And now they can really dive in and, you know, expand on everything, which sure. will make make it that much
0: better. Yeah, and I think reports have come out that uh well, John Boyega Boyega said that it's going to be darker. Right. I have heard from the is it what's the director's name? No, is it Ryan Johnson? Ryan yeah. Johnson yeah. something. Uh I have heard that they said it's th- there's going to be some humor in it. So maybe we'll get some co- I'm comedic sure like relief. the droids and yeah. stuff. Maybe we'll get some comedic relief. And then I have also heard that it's really gonna dive into the characters and following their backstory. Right. So a lot of what you just said Mm. I think we're actually going to get just how they do it is is what we're speculating.
1: And I think with how dark Rogue One
0: was, I think they gotta pick that up and run with it. Definitely. I mean, I think so I think Rogue One was kind of a test. And now they right. they have seen that that can be successful, so now they can <laughs> they wet the
1: beak. <laughs> they wet and, the beak <laughs>
0: and getting getting real dark. Exactly. So now I think they can do that with the last Jedi. Right. So it'll be interesting to see. What um, What are your expectations and uh, predictions? So uh, initially, initially when, ah, uh, initially when the Force Awakens ended, I thought that we were going to see Luke die, but then you go on IMDb and you do some, uh, you do some peeking and you see that he's uh, signed on until episode nine. So I don't think Luke is going to die. I think it would be interesting to see Luke die because then it kind of gives, it gives more for Rey to take care of and she kind of becomes the last Jedi. But uh, I think, I think you're right. I think we do see a lot of Rey and Luke doing stuff together, learning together, learning the force together. And I think I would love to see Luke versus Ren. I would love to see the Knights of Ren. I, I want to know more about the Knights right. of Ren. I hope we do learn about them a little bit and how S- Snoke is incorporated in that. I, hope that. I hope that happens. I think it will happen. I do think that we will find out who Rey's parents are. Maybe at the end we'll get the aha moment. I think that would be cool. Uh it will be very interesting to see what they do with Carrie Fisher. They've come out and they've said there's no plans to digitally recreate her. You you predicted that they're gonna write her off in this next one. Mm-hmm. Um the only thing that I I don't disagree with you on that, but I could see how they would let her ride this one out and then write her off in episode nine. Because as it, in she would like die in between eight and nine, maybe or something. I don't know how they would go about it, but maybe they just let her play her part here because it did come out and it right. said that she finished her role. So maybe they'll let this one play out, and then maybe they'll kind of just write her off in the next one, which yeah. would kind of suck. I right. mean, it it'd be left for us to interpret. It would be like you know, Dark Knight rises with, with the, the Joker. Joker yeah maybe they'll do something like that. I don't know if I'd be the biggest fan of that, right. but I mean, obviously her death was so sudden, and it was it take, took them back for a surprise right. so because it was it did come out that she was going to have a bigger role in episode nine than she did eight, yeah, right. which really sucks because I would love to see star what Wars original exactly plan I, was. I I'd love to see it play out how they originally wanted. But yeah, those are my expectations. I just think we see more Luke. I think we see a lot more Kylo Ren. I hope we get a lot more dark side. Yeah. And yeah, hopefully we learn more about the Knights of Ren. So, I think the last Jedi is going to be epic. Hopefully we get a trailer here soon. When do you think we'll get the trailer? I
1: don't know. I saw some stuff where like uh Daisy Ridley was talking about how she hopes they don't release a trailer at all. Yeah, Ooh, um, that'd be a weird campaign yeah. strategy. And like, even like so, some higher up Star Wars people, like, were like, yeah, that'd be kind of cool, huh. you know, not give any information. So out. it's kind
0: of like the the surprise album drop, right? They're just gonna drop the movie, huh? So I, I hope they don't do that. At nah, least I want to see something. At least give us one, <laughs> yeah, like you know, like a 30 second teaser, right? Give uh, us something, man.
1: But I don't know. Here, here's my really bold prediction. Ready for this? Yeah. The Super Bowl.
0: I, yeah, a preview during the Super Bowl. That would be sick. I, I Do you honest, know how
1: many people would lose their mind? Yeah, I would. Yeah. I would be one of them. And everybody, what, what's the one thing everybody pays attention to during the trailers. Super Trailers. Commercials and trailers, yeah. So I think my my bold, bold, bold prediction with no knowledge of anything is yeah.
0: maybe they drop a little teaser during the... That would be lit. You know oh my gosh you got me you got me hyped <laughs> alright any any final thoughts on episode 8 No, nah, just can't, can't wait. wait can't wait <laughs> can't wait <laughs> Bart Scott like Bart Scott <laughs> alright so recently we all, I sent you an article from uh, CBR I don't know what that is comic book reader I think maybe yeah, I mean. uh, and it had a list kind of a wish list of spinoffs that they hope Star Wars does I thought it was super interesting mm-hmm. and I kind of want to talk about some of what they put on there so this is just some of what they they put on this list. So we have Jin Urso from Rogue One. We have Wedge and how do you say it? I that? don't know. Ant- 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 Antils? Antils? Ant- uh, Antils? I don't know. Uh, he he's a fighter pilot and yeah. uh, I think he's Resistance pilot. Yeah. Resistance pilot. Pilot. Yeah. And I think that'd be that'd be pretty cool to get a little more backstory like that. I think it'd be have a lot more Rogue One vibe. Uh, we have Jabba the Hutt. Super interesting. This one is the one that you like, I think. Yeah. Luke's Jedi Academy slash the Knights of Ren. Maybe they'll combine them. That'd be mm-hmm. cool. Uh, Darth Plagueis, Jar Jar Binks, uh, Ashoka Tano. Now, I think she's from Clone Wars. Yeah. Apparently, she's Anakin's Padawan. I don't know much about her other than uh, she's in the video game we play right. on our phones. She's like all over
1: like a bunch of different Star Wars stuff.
0: Yeah. Like merch and stuff like that? Yeah. yeah. So that would be really interesting if they took someone from, you know, Clone Wars, yeah. the animated cartoon, and they made it a, a live-action movie. Right. I think that that'd be a huge stretch Which for is, them. Yeah. I mean, you saw some of it in
1: Rogue One. Um, it was she, was she in? No. Forrest, was she in? What was Forrest Whitaker's character? Okay. Uh, I can't he, remember his name. Uh, yeah, I can't either. Off the top of my head. But he was the uh, – um, he was in – technically featured in one of
0: the clone wars episodes huh. i guess oh yes i did hear that uh, uh but did she did she make a brief appearance in one of the prequels i think i may have she heard might that. have seen it i, she, I think she was in, in episode War three fight. and
1: she was killed
0: okay okay I'm pretty sure you could be right you could be right but uh that would be cool uh we have yoda saw oh, by the way Sagarera that's it uh, we also have Yoda, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and the one that everyone sought after, Boba Fett. Right. Uh, so which one of these really intrigues you and you would like to see? Right. Let me start with the ones I don't want to see. Okay. <laughs> so you, to you, me, you totally wouldn't want yeah, these? Okay. To
1: me, Jabba the Hutt, I'm not that fascinated Ooh, with as a character. See, I think
0: that'd be kind of cool. I, but okay, okay. I, I'm just... Uh,
1: would you want to sit there and watch two hours of Jabba the
0: Hutt? <laughs> you're right. Like, yeah, like, I mean,
1: something like it just wouldn't be very fun. Uh, Jen Urso, simply because I think we know her backstory. Like we got a lot of backstory yeah. from her. Um So I mean, how much more detail? Other than do we maybe really if need? she went
0: when she had the flashback when she was a kid. Right. Like other I mean, than that, we know a lot about yeah, her. Yeah. So that
1: right. uh, Jar Jar Binks is probably the worst Star Wars ca- uh, character of all time. <laughs> so please do not bring him back. And I don't think they would ever do that. I think people like have hated on Jar Jar Binks long enough that yeah. they know just stay away. Yeah. Um, the ones I'm most fascinated by would be the Luke's Jedi. Um, you know, kind of seeing a young Kylo Ren and what happened, why he turned and stuff. Um, I think a, a Palpatine one would be really, really cool. That'd be epic. Um, just to see you know, how he learned both the light and the dark side. Yoda, I think, is one character we know nothing about. I mean, other than the fact that, you know, he's the Grand the, Master, right? The the head of all the Jedi. We don't know anything about his Yeah, backstory, we don't know backstory. how he came to power. Um, you know how he survived, even what he was doing in hiding. You know, mm-hmm. um, so. Uh, and then the other one that really fascinates me would be uh, Obi Wan. Yeah. Just because sure. I mean, Obi Wan is such a a pivotal character, um, and you could do it where it's before... Middle-aged? You know. Right. You can do it young. You yeah, can do it yeah, the exactly. older. You yeah. can do old before, you know, yeah. he goes and protects or Luke. So I think those are the the main ones I would want to see. For and sure. also wouldn't want to see.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, one that they didn't mention that I really, really would love to see because we know nothing about him and he died off pretty quick. Uh Darth Maul. I yeah. think that would be really cool. Yeah. We don't know a lot about him. There is this weird... Uh, I don't know if we talked about this weird theory, but there's this weird theory that he dies and ends, and doesn't actually die and then ends up becoming Boba Fett and takes on the name Boba Fett. There's yeah, a crazy... two split in half. Exactly. But uh, there is this crazy theory going around the internet about that. So I would just love to know more about Darth Maul. I think right. he's a super cool character. He looks cool. He has a cool lightsaber. Right. Let me. He's a dark side. Give me more Darth Maul. Let me give
1: you another character that okay could be similar to that. Mace Windu. Yeah, that would be awesome. A young Mace Windu. Because like another guy that we know
0: nothing about. Exactly. Exactly. Now let me let me ask you this. So, are, do you think that Star Wars has the balls to go back and touch the prequels? Because right now they're really showing no signs right. of even acknowledging their existence right. with these new ones. There's no ties with the prequels. They're really just writing them off, it seems like at least. Mm-hmm. And so do you think with these potential spinoffs, I mean, there's been reports that they want to do a Star Wars every year until people stop watching them, which I'll watch them forever yeah, until I die. that'll be never. <laughs> exactly. So, so, I mean, do you think they have the balls to go back and touch some of these prequel characters? I would say
1: yes if it's one of the characters that was also in the original. You know, okay. like a Yoda or an Obi-Wan. You know, like those characters. I don't think they would just go
0: back and touch a random. Like Mace Windu. You know you know, you know they, what they I actually that.
1: think would be a really, really cool one? Would be Count Dooku.
0: I d- yeah, I had him on my Cause, list too. Because he we was a
1: Jedi. Yeah. We know that because yeah. he was, he he was Koy-Gon's uh, master.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, then you switches to the dark side. I think that would be a really interesting Yeah, I mean, one. I just think uh, a dark side yeah. based one would be really cool because, I mean, obviously. We want to see how they lead up to, you know, what, what especially when that switch, you know, yeah. what was the blow up that? Yeah, exactly. There's so much you can do with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It's just, right. for me, honestly, it's crazy to think how all of this came from one man's mind. Right. And how we're doing a podcast about this. Right. You know, it's just crazy to think how there's a whole universe Based off of one person's ideas, right? It's really cool th- for me to, th- you know, think about that. Right. And uh, there's just so much, so much going on. I think a Darth Maul, a, Dar- a Count Dooku, a Palpatine. Give, give me more dark side. Give I agree. me, you know. I mean, I would say a Vader spinoff, but I think Vader's kind of played yeah. out. And I think, I think Man, maybe we have be, too much be, Vader.
1: It would be. I mean, we
0: all know exactly. We yeah, Vader we know we power. know what happens. So it have no to be young a different story. Vader. Yeah. I mean, it's... I it's mean, Anakin. Right. Yeah. So, uh, really really interesting there. Any Anything else with this list? Um, no, not with this, but also Woody Harrelson
1: confirmed that he's going to be on the Han Solo spinoff.
0: Yeah, I did hear that. So, did, you, did you... I saw that video. Did you catch, like, what character he said? No. Nah. Yeah, because he did say a character's name, but he said it really quickly, and I didn't catch yeah. it, but... But that's cool. Yeah, they, they, have cool. Really, they have he a does, really good cast. Yeah, for, they do. The Han and he seems kind of like a Han Solo-y type character. Yeah, am I absolutely. right? Yeah, interesting. So uh, that's it for Star Wars. Uh, if you don't mind, let me, let me break down a little Patriots Day. So I, I saw this the other day with my family. And uh, really, really great movie. Uh, it's, it's infuriating and it's inspiring at the same time. Obviously, it's about Bo- the Boston bombing. And truly, I mean, to my knowledge, I thought that they got every detail really down to a T. And I thought it was just well done. Uh, Are you planning to see it or can I spoil a little bit? Or, I mean, it's Uh, not really – you know what happens really. go for it. But uh, in the end, they kind of bring in the big poppy scene, you know. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was just awesome. They did that. And they also really told um, a lot of – they had multiple storylines that obviously led to one – Tragic event of the Boston bombing And I thought it was really well done Really cool And Mark Wahlberg was great I actually read a local review in the paper That said there was too much Mark Wahlberg And I totally disagree with that I thought, I give me more Mark Wahlberg I thought he did an excellent job And I thought this movie was just really, really good My dad claims that it's already in his top ten We saw it once and he's like This is a movie we will own um, It was really, really just a great movie and like i said it makes you super mad but at the same time inspires you and uh, i'm gonna give it an 8.4 okay. um so i'm obviously not perfect but i thought it was really really well done and i would highly recommend it so uh moving along from that i i, I kind of want to touch on the young pope a little bit uh so there's been so i i thought there was only two episodes but Technically, there must have been three because I had three recorded on my uh, DVR, and I watched them all. So very intriguing show. Uh, we were talking about this, and you haven't seen it quite yet, but mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. So the main character, of the young Pope, is Lenny Bellardo. He takes on the the name of Pope Pius XIII, and he is just a really dense character, and obviously there's only been three episodes But I think the potential is there, and he's deep, he's dark. I think he's corrupt and manipulative. Uh, I do kind of question, though, because they obviously in the trailer, they kind of make it seem like he's the Frank Underwood of religion. Mm -hmm. And, you know, watching these three episodes, going back and kind of pondering it a little bit, I question whether he really is corrupt and manipulative or if he just believes in what he believes in in the wrong way. Um, if you don't mind, can I spoil just one little yeah, part? It. It, it, he reveals it in the first episode, so if you watch it, you'll know. But um, this is a pope who doesn't believe in God. Hmm. So really, really interesting premise there. And so the the reason why I do think he is manipulative, he brings in a pope who he trusts, and he tells them to tell him people's sins around the the vatican which is a big big no-no right. in the catholic church uh there's kind of a a little a little what what's the word i want to say a faith between how a secrecy a yeah. secrecy yeah that you know a priest does not reveal that information to mm-hmm. anybody and so the fact that the pope wants a priest to tell him all everyone's secrets is very corrupt in my mind and um he reveals to him that he goes. I don't believe in God, and he, the po- the priest, like has a look on his face like he wants to explode. And you know, after the Pope sees this, he goes, "I'm kidding," but you truly know he's yeah. not kidding. And then in the third episode, he actually says this again to another person how he doesn't think he believes in God and he lacks faith and just really, really deep premise. And uh, I, I really enjoy the show so far, and I, I'm excited to see where it goes. There's also a character, Cardinal Vi- Violo, Violo, something. I don't know. It's I don't, know. I don't speak Italian. I wish I did. <laughs> but uh, he, they call him the Eminence. He might be as much or if not more corrupt than Lenny. He actually bribes one of the people that the pope trusts to see – to try and get him to tell him that his secrets, AKA how he doesn't believe in God. And he hasn't spilled the beans yet, but we'll see what happens. And, uh, it, uh, it's also kind of the, I, I want to correlate it with the house of cards and Frank Underwood. The eminence works behind the scenes to make sure that Lenny's mentor, Spencer does not get the Pope. And then that's how Lenny becomes Pope. So, um, this is Doug stamper pretty much. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's crazy. So I mean, is this something that sounds like you yeah, want to yeah, see? Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's pretty. It's pretty crazy, man. And uh, I can't wait to see where it goes. Uh, the last HBO limited series was that I watched was The Night of, and I loved it. And I'm starting to love this one. And uh, yeah, super interesting there. So uh, yeah, there's that. Let's go. I have uh, some brief little movie, TV tidbits, and we'll get into sports. So House of Cards announced the fifth season will be coming out May 30th. Uh, do you, do you specifically think there's a reasoning behind moving it from March to May or do you think it's just a marketing strategy or what do you uh, think? Uh,
1: you know, I'm not sure. I know
0: that the. Cause uh, the last season the... they tried to, they tried to correlate it with real right. life events. Right. So I didn't know if they would go more along the lines of inauguration. Obviously they're pushing it back to May. So I didn't know right. if.
1: Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. I do know that. This is the first season that the guy who has wrote all the scripts isn't
0: actually doing oh, it. Oh, really? So I don't know I didn't if know maybe that, that delayed uh, huh.
1: the process or not. But
0: Interesting. That that would be my best guess. Sure, sure. And then also Netflix renewed House of Cards for a fifth season. So we know that I, – I mean with, just because of that information, I don't think we'll see the demise of Frank Underwood. So Because right. I, I, I think
1: he's still in the campaign against the young Republican –
0: yeah, it just the 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 reasoning why I thought that we might see the fall of Frank Underwood was because that, that big article's coming out about right. how he's corrupt and everything. But he's also,
1: I think he's still in the election, isn't he? he I don't think... He, yeah, they're going against they each just, other, so... They just got the Democratic nod where she became VP,
0: right? Yeah, I, th- I think that's right. I haven't watched it for a while, yeah, but
1: either.
0: I'm super excited. It's yeah, going to be great. Gonna... Yep, so... uh And then also a couple trailers that I really, really enjoyed. I had some doubts. I know you had some doubts. I don't even know if you've seen this trailer, but Power Rangers came out with a new trailer. Great. Dude, I'm telling you, it's going to (laughs) be dope. It's going to be dope. It's going to be Ninja Teenage It's going to be Mutant Ninja Turtles? No. It's going to be Transformers. Without Megan Fox. All right, all right, we'll see, we'll see. And then uh, Logan came out. Logan did look good. I'm not. Logan came out with an R-rated trailer, a red band trailer. I I I thought it was really good. X
1: Men or really like
0: Wolverine, but I thought that one looked good. Who is the little girl? So like his daughter? No, I think it's another mutant, obviously. But I think reports are coming out that she is X23, which is another version of Wolverine. Like Uh, just she has the same. Powers is him. I just figured it was his daughter or something. I don't think they're related. I mean, it doesn't reveal that in the trailer, so I don't know, but I think that one looks really really good too. Uh, A Monica Lewinsky story is in the works for an upcoming season of American Crime Story on FX. The previous one was O.J. Simpson. So uh, I'm really... I'm really excited to see where that one goes. I think that that will be cool. And then the next season will focus on George W. Bush's handling of Hurricane Katrina. They also have announced that there will be a season about Versace's death. Right. So, interesting there. Um, I know I, I know you don't want to uh, bring this one up, and I know you want to just oust her completely, but Kim Kardashian will reportedly make a cameo appearance in the upcoming all-female Ocean's 8. Yeah. She will apparently think... parody... Her incident in Paris.
1: I think, uh, is it, I think Kendall's also going to be in it. I in, could be wrong. In which one? The Ocean's Eight. Like I think they make uh, cameos together. But oh, I, I Kendall could, Jenner. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: I, I could be wrong. I I didn't see that one. I just saw Kim. But you yeah. could very well be right. That cast is loaded, though. Yeah, it, is. it has a lot of people. It'll it be
1: interesting because. The, like, Ghostbusters got terrible reviews yeah. and didn't do very well. Is this one—this
0: one isn't going to be a—I mean, it might no, be— No, but
1: it's, like, all-girl cast. Yeah. Uh, but I think they have brilliant actresses, so. I heard that uh, the rumor is Rihanna has, like, a really big headache for, like, huh. filming. Like, she just— Really? doesn't do what they say and she's kind of a pain in the ass but okay that's interesting. just that's just a rumor
0: and so ann hathaway's in it we have sandra your, bullock sandra bullock and then your girl from uh, american horror story and american crime story oh, who plays Marsha clark okay. i think she's oh. in it too so is reese weatherspoon in it uh i can't remember i don't know about that one but uh either way it's going to be a loaded cast yeah so uh that that's kind of cool
1: and i think i saw Matt Damon's gonna be back in. It. Oh really? Yeah. See that was. He's be gonna cool. make a little cameo, and then I. I George Clooney was in the original one right. too, right? Yeah, and I can't remember if um, Julia Roberts is gonna be in it or not. Too. That would be insane. Because in, all back in. She yeah, was yeah. in the. I don't. I. I know Matt Damon is kind of. It's
0: rumored and almost confirmed that he's gonna he's make coming. a cameo. Interesting. Cool. That's pretty cool. You heard it here first on Are You um. All right. Um, Will and Grace is returning to NBC. I won't lie. I've watched a lot of this show uh, growing up
1: with, uh, you know, basically in a small apartment with my mom and sister. Um, What's (laughs) the premise of it? Do you know? uh, Jack and Will are – Will's kind of bi. Jack's super gay. Grace is always, like, in relationships and out of relationships. But her and Will kind of – They all live together? No, but – it's just, just kind of their like, friendship. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, and they kind of like, Will and Grace kind of have like this on-off relationship. Mm-hmm. Kind of like uh, Ross and... Uh, Rachel. Rachel. Um, and then there's this funny like alcoholic friend, Karen, that her and Jack are best friends and she's hilarious. So. Okay. It's just an interesting little... So you're kind of excited for the revival? I don't know if I'm excited. I'll probably check it out. Cool. I don't know. How, like these revivals recently haven't been...
0: Anything special? To me, no. sure. Sure. All right, Jerry Seinfeld's Comedians in yes. Cars Getting Coffee. I personally have never really seen this. Really? Is it a YouTube yeah, series? Yeah, it
1: started out, I think, as a YouTube series. Um, it's it's not, like, super funny by any stretch of the imagination. It's just uh, Seinfeld being Seinfeld. Right, but there's, like, you you learn little tidbits of, like, how they work their comedy. Oh, okay. Like, people's style and technique. And there's some funny parts, you know, like, with Kevin Hart was on it once and jerry has like all these just amazing cars and for that one he got like the tiniest car <laughs> that he could find and they were just driving around it was pretty funny. and then i think i saw obama was yeah I, on I think i so. think he was on one uh I, i've seen like four or five episodes with just kind of comedians that i know and care about yeah um, and it's pretty good stuff
0: pretty cool yeah so this little series will head to netflix and it was also announced that Seinfeld will host two stand-up specials yep. on the stream service as well, which is really cool because Dave Chappelle is gonna have some stand-up right. on there too. So Maybe they're they're uh, right. they're kind of killing the game right now. Yeah, they are. It's pretty cool. And uh, James Cameron and Tim Miller are teaming up for a final Terminator Thank movie. God, for the final End one. It. God, <laughs> God. I heard the last one was oh kind of trash. though. So. Mo-
1: the whole movie series is trash. Yeah, I went and saw the one with
0: Christian Bale in it. Is that the one before this latest one? I don't one? know.
1: But it was so terrible. <laughs> like, that whole series is just not a good series. Like, we get Arnold Schwarzenegger was, like, a cool character and had In a In the bunch 90s and 80s? I don't even know when it you was. You know, one-liners. But, by God, just
0: end it. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm excited to see what you have to say about this next little tidbit. So, Bla- Blake Griffin is reportedly working on a White Men Can't Jump remake... With blackish creator Kenya Barris, yeah, I... no.
1: Who is Blake Griffin gonna be the the black? I guy think he's just he,
0: producing it. Maybe oh, he's not gonna be. in I it? don't know. I guess I, I I thought I heard rumors that he was just producing, but uh, who knows? It's really gonna depend on who they get to be
1: the two main characters. Again, Hollywood just doubling down on stuff.
0: Exactly. But be creative. Be creative. Alright, and then, did you see Margot Robbie's transformation for her upcoming role in a Tanya Harding biopic? Yeah. She looked fat. She looked like ugly. a man. Yeah. She looked like she could murder me. Yeah, it was
1: funny. And strangle me. It's amazing what, like, I can't imagine how many hours of makeup and stuff she had to go through yeah. to do all that. That picture was weird, though. Yeah, was. I was like, God bless. They found a way to make Margot Robbie ugly. I know, right? How? How is that But that would be possible? cool,
0: like. It'd be a good, the Tanya, good story. The
1: Tanya Harden thing will be interesting.
0: Yeah. And then our last little tidbit Power cast Charlie Murphy as a prison guard. I don't know if you watched that show. It's on Stars. Highly recommend it. I really like that show. And he's probably going to be a minor character, but yeah. still, it's just kind of a cool little thing. All right. Moving along to sports. Would you like to start off invent for your Cowboys? Or no comment? Uh, it's tough. It's tough. Um,. I'm sorry, man. Really? Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. wait, I'm not... wait I, I want to apologize because I think yeah, you th- think that I jinxed yeah, them. Probably. probably. Um, Is that what you believe
1: in your heart? No, no. Okay. God uh, bless. It was a hell of a game. By far the best game. Um, we've seen all playoffs. Yeah. These playoffs have been, even like the regular season, it's been a horrible year for yeah. the NFL. Yeah. Uh, a lot of blowouts. But, uh, you know, they, they over exceeded everybody's expectations. Nobody would have thought that they would even be in this game. Um, so, Uh, I can't really complain. Of course, the one thing that really pisses me off, well, two things that really piss me off is Mason Crosby just drills these field goals, and then his first kick in Atlanta, 31-yarder, and he bricks it. Screw you. Um, The other is, oh, Aaron Rodgers drew up this play in the dirt. He told three guys to run straight and one guy to cross. That's not that creative. That's like in every Madden and NCAA football game ever made. So... Screw you. It was a throw, but even better catch. Uh, Tough break. Also, officiating was horrible in that game. First off, on that play where Rodgers throws it to Cook, uh, David Irving got freaking grabbed around the throat. Yeah, that's not a hold. And then also, (laughs) the 15 yard penalty on Bryce Butler, unsportsmanlike penalty for going in a huddle, which he never entered. The huddle was never closed because Dak Prescott never got in the huddle, and now they're saying, "Oh, we're probably gonna change that rule." Oh, gee thanks. After yeah, yeah. that's like the Brady tuck rule. Well, yeah. great, you're gonna do it after the fact that it matters. Screw you.
0: <laughs> I love I love your critique of the official oh. of the crooked zebras. It no, cracks are, me up. They're, they're
1: terrible. <laughs> this is how bad they were. By the time that game was done, the last game of the playoffs was the Chiefs Steelers. And they had Mike Pereira on, and basically of those four games, whoever did the best was going to go uh, to ref the Super Bowl. And Mike Pereira was like, yeah, uh, basically by default, the Chief steelers refs are going to go ref the Super Bowl, <laughs> basically saying that the three games previous had been refs so terribly that they couldn't do worse, which tells you everything you need to know. Screw the refs. Crooked, Crooked zebras. We want robots. We want
0: robots uh lol all right so the super bowl is almost here yep we can't wait uh the championship games the Atlanta Falcons beat the Green Bay Packers 44 to 21 in the NFC championship on Sunday what were some of your biggest takeaways i the, the falcons really dominated oh, despite yeah. the score and they looked really really good another big takeaway for me were the packers turnovers uh other than that, what what you what you think about this game? Yeah, the
1: Packers just aren't they. Uh, outside of their offense and Aaron Rodgers, their their defense is abysmal. I've never seen wide receivers be more wide open. I mean, there were times where it was like they were ten yards away from a defender. I I could have completed those passes. I mean, it was unbelievable how bad their secondary was, and uh, you know they just. I don't know what Mike McCarthy does and Dom Capers. what their, I don't even know what their game plan was, Yeah, but it didn't work, and they didn't adapt at all. Uh, I think Matt Ryan solidifies his – I think he's the MVP. I think he has to be. Um, Rodgers, to me, the one thing I really hate about Rodgers is he always has this look on the sideline where, well, it's not my fault. Like he'll get – like he got like – he plays you, it too cool. Yeah, did you see the sack where he got touched on the foot and fell down? Uh, I The might guy, that like, one like out. the lineman, literally just put his hand on his foot, and Rodgers just like fell down. It was a little flop? He, no, he just he like lost it. his balance yeah, or yeah. something. And he looked at his offensive line like, "Are you guys gonna block, dude? You got tapped on the foot. <laughs> All right, be like, be str- <laughs> be a little bit better than that." Yeah. And like anytime he makes a mistake, he just pouts. And if other people make a mistake, and then he just kind of looks at you like oh, I'm Aaron Rodgers. Who are you? And what I do you I did Olivia Munn. Like, yeah, like, screw you. I hate Aaron Rodgers. Good quarterback, but I can't stand that guy. <laughs> uh, but the Falcons, I, I... I picked the Falcons to beat the Seahawks. I didn't think they'd beat the Cowboys because I thought the Cowboys would play the Falcons. Um, and then actually going into this game, I thought the Falcons would win. Um, but I didn't know the Falcons were this good. I mean, yeah. they really... They look good, man. Their, their defense has kind of always been their weak spot because they really had not played that well this regular season. But they...
0: Played a damn good game. So. Yeah, for sure. Uh, just reeling off some stat lines. Matt Ryan was 27 for 38 with 392 yards and four touchdowns. He, he
1: could have thrown for more, but in the second half, they were like, let's just run the ball. Yeah. Uh,
0: that could have Hashtag MVP? Yeah, I think so. Okay. He, I think he could have thrown for 450 yards. Yeah. He. He's, it's, it's kind of been the year of Matt Ryan. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of weird because I mean, up until these playoffs, I hadn't really been paying a lot of attention to the Falcons because they don't get a lot of media coverage where we're at. So kind of, kind of crazy. They are legit though. They're, they're really really good, good. man. Their offense
1: is impossible to stop.
0: For sure. For sure. And then Julio Jones has nine catches, 180 yards, two touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers was 27 for 45, 287 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. He also led the Packers in rushing with 46 yards. That may uh, say something for you. So uh, there's that. Anything
1: yeah. else on this game? I uh, was really glad the Falcons won, so I have a rooting interest in the Super Bowl. Yeah, for if sure. it would have been Patch Packers, I think I would have boycotted the Super Bowl. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm rooting for the Falcons too. Oh, yeah. For sure, I think 98 percent of them. If you're not
0: living in Boston or the state of Massachusetts, you're not rooting for,
1: yeah. for the, you know, the Patriots. Yeah,
0: I, we want we want something different, right? Exactly. So, uh, moving along to the Patriots Steelers game, the New England Patriots beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 36 to 17 in the AFC Championship on Sunday. Um, the Patriots really looked like a well-oiled machine, in my opinion. Uh, any other big takeaways from this? I mean, it was kind of a boring game. No, so it's really all it to terrible. say about it. The Steelers aren't that good. Uh, oh, uh, uh-oh. What happened? What you reading? Huh. Taylor Sheehan, she says, just to intro this, this is our Apple <laughs> Watch a Brothers segment. Uh, we'll see if this is uh, planted here, <laughs> but um, let's see. Are you doing your weekly bubble bath on Friday or want to go see a movie? <laughs> Dang. Dang. I hope she doesn't mean like us together. I mean, like, <laughs> No nah, man, I uh tell let me let me see. I'm going to talk back to her real quick. Okay. I'll do my biggest takeaway okay. from the game. We're going to see a movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now tell her we're going to actually me and you are going to take a bubble bath. Ooh, and me then, and you. Yeah, and then Okay. We'll her at the movie. Nice. Uh, I'll tell her. I'll tell her. Uh so my biggest takeaway is um uh, one The New England Patriots somehow, someway, get every single call. It never fails. It is mind-boggling to me, the lack of penalties. They will have a guy. There was at least three plays where the Steelers were going up for a a catch. The Patriots guy had his back to the football and was making contact with the receiver. That's pass interference. That's face guarding. He never turned his head to make a play on the ball. That is pass interference and nothing. It was like no one even saw it. Uh, the Steelers had uh, – Sammy Coates had a horrible game. He had three or four drops, two of which would have been touchdowns, and the other two would have been probably 30-yard plays. So uh, that was disappointing. And then Le'Veon Bell gets hurt. Uh, they couldn't run the ball after that. So mm-hmm. uh, everything went right for the uh, the Patriots, including the fact that one of their fans went and pulled the fire alarm at 2 yeah. in the morning at the Steelers. Plead not out. guilty. Yeah. Well, Boston will take care of – I'm sure Belichick will pay for his bail and stuff. <laughs> uh, you know, just – Everything goes right, you know. The week or the, during the week, all of the Steelers players get the flu. Like I mean, just everything goes right for these idiots, and I'm just sick of them. We need and, to come and, and like how do, does these little white receivers just get wide open? Like, what are they doing? It doesn't make sense. Chris Hogan, <laughs> Julian, Chris Hogan, and Damian, night, Danny Amendola were literally wide open. Like the Steelers were just like. Let's not eh, guard the white eh. guy. <laughs> like it didn't make. I will never understand how these guys get wide open. Yeah, it just drives me nuts. The Steelers cannot keep running this zone defense crap. In the NFL, you cannot run zone defense anymore. You have to play man to man.
0: Otherwise, quarterbacks are just going to pick you apart. Yeah, we need to come up with a like a like an ego like a nickname for you, for your hatred of crooked refs. Oh my god, we got to think of something. So if you're listening to this, tweet at us. We need Brandon a nickname, <laughs> Brandon the consigliere, but he also needs a nickname for his hatred of these crooked refs. So if you can think of one, shout us out. All right, yeah, I to could say probably do a
1: whole segment of like just shit I've said to referees <laughs> in the past. Be uh, pretty good stuff. Yeah, I, I was probably. The only assistant coach in Missouri high school sports to almost get, like, 15 penalties on them. <laughs> like, I had to talk my way out of them throwing a flag on me for stuff. Because I would just rail on the refs all the time.
0: And so. we don't have to bring up your flag football pass from college, right? Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. you, you throw some I, some hatred at I, I was suspended for a game
1: for, <laughs> for uh, some of the things I said to the refs that... Uh,
0: Made him cry. Weren't appropriate, and yeah, so interesting, interesting. Uh, some stat lines from this Patriots Steelers game. Tom Brady was thirty-two for forty-two, three hundred and eighty-four yards with three touchdowns. Your boy Chris Hogan, nine catches, one hundred and eighty yards, two touchdowns, and then same exact stat line as Julio Jones, by the way. Huh, that's a good little correlation. Yeah. Coincidence or <laughs> fixed? Probably. Fixed. And then Big Ben was 31 for 47, 314 yards with one touchdown. Both boring games. Hopefully we get a better Super Bowl. Yeah, we need a better Super Bowl. We need this. All right. Moving along to our Super Bowl preview. Super Bowl 51 is in Houston, Texas. The Patriots versus the Falcons. Tom Brady versus the Falcons. D, vice versa with Matt Ryan. What do you? What are your expectations? What are your key matchups? What do you? What do you think with this one?
1: It's gonna come down to can the the Falcons have to win in a shootout? Okay. Uh, Everybody always has this when you play the Patriots, and it's the best way to go is you have to control the ball, keep Brady off the field. Screw that. That's not your game. I mean, they can run the ball, no problem. Go score. Go score every chance you get. You gotta score touchdowns. You cannot sell for field goals. That's mm-hmm. what the Steelers did early, and that's what kills you. You have to score touchdowns. Be aggressive and attack the Patriots. Their secondary uh, is not that good. They are good against the run, but you, you you gotta let Matt Ryan just fling it, even if he throws a pick or two, which has been really their strong suit. I think they're uh they have the, they have the least amount of turnovers in the NFL with the Patriots. Uh so the big thing is going to be which defense can force a turnover or, or what's that big stop going to be. Um, and then whoever, to me, it comes down to who wins third down. Uh, if, if a defense can get off the field on third down, that team's going to win the game.
0: Now, if I'm not mistaken, it's the best offense versus the best defense. Maybe best scoring, scoring offense scoring versus o- best scoring okay, okay. defense. Yeah. Okay. And which is which? I'm, I, the Falcons have the best scoring offense. offense the Patriots okay. have the best scoring defense. That's what I thought. Yeah. All right. So... Shall we make our picks? Sure. All you can right. go first. Super Bowl champion. My head says the Patriots. My heart says the Falcons. Yeah, that's the same way. <sighs> I don't know what I want to go with. What do you know. want to go with? I'm, I'm going. I'm taking the Falcons. You're taking the Falcons. I'm going my head. We have to be different. <laughs> I'm going with my head. I'm going with the Patriots. All right. All right. Um, so, who is your MVP prediction? Uh, well, uh, since I took the Falcons, I'll go with Matt Matt Ryan. Ryan. Obviously, so if the Patriots win, it's going to be Tom Brady. Right. And if let's
1: do uh, uh maybe like a unexpected, like who would be number two? For me, I want to say Vic Beasley. I was just,
0: if I were going to go with the Falcons, I'd pick him. Yeah,
1: I think he's going to find a way to go. The offensive line for the Patriots isn't that great, so. Maybe he gets a sack or two, a strip sack or something. I love when defensive players get MVP.
0: It's just – it's awesome. It gets me going. It wets my beak. (laughs) All right. Uh, If if the backup for the Patriots, I'm going to go Chris Hogan. He had a Uh, hell of a game against the Steelers. So if he continues that in the Super Bowl, I think he – if Tom Brady doesn't get it, which he will if they win. But uh, I think they give it to Chris Hogan. Sure. The
1: only thing – like this is how I think of it. I want the Falcons to win 100%. But even if the Patriots win – Part of me will be like, oh, I can't wait to see Roger Goodell on the stage with Rob, Bob Kraft. That part's or, true. And Tom Brady. Like, that would be kind of funny. That part's true. And, and, and it'll pr- just be like a big F you from Tom Brady and the Patriots oh, yeah. to the NFL. Which, which is,
0: is kind of awesome. Yeah, like, man, I won't be pissed. Yeah, that would I'd be all right with that. I mean, I do want the Falcons to win. I think, I, I think everybody wants a little something different. Yeah. But then we'll have people listening to this hating on us because... Oh, you don't like you don't like dynasties. You don't like yeah. people actually winning and consistent, like consistently, we, consistently thing, winning. Like
1: uh, to me, the Patriots dynasty is kind of over, right? Like the early two thousands was their dynasty. Yeah, a di- this dynasty doesn't last seventeen years. Yeah, with like, like three but, four with,
0: years in between
1: where they don't win. You well, know. no, but like they won like three in the early two thousands and then they took like ten years off. Yeah, <laughs> that's not really a dynasty. Then like, it's fair. Anyway. I right. think it's just their sustained, yeah, consistent, yeah, yeah, sustained success,
0: yeah. And I mean, they're just always in the mix. Yeah. I think that's what people are sick of. Um, and then let's let's give some expectations for some commercials and some halftime performances. So Lady Gaga is the halftime performer. Uh, mm-hmm. Normally, normally we kind of get little speculations and little rumblings of there might be another yes, person yeah. coming. Uh, Like last year it was Beyonce Beyonce, and then who – did someone else show up? I can't remember. Pharrell or something? I don't remember. I can't remember. Who was was that? Was it Coldplay? Or was that a year before where Beyonce showed up for them? I don't don't, don't remember. I don't know. I don't remember. But I haven't heard anything about Oh, Bruno Mars. Mars. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But I haven't heard anything about this year having a guest. So I don't know. It'll be weird if it's just Lady Gaga because she's definitely a weirdo. Are you not a fan? No, I'm not a fan. I – the Super Bowl
1: halftime show is probably the most overrated thing. Like it's the biggest concert of the year, Pepsi None. says. Yeah, great. Okay. <laughs> it's also Pepsi. Pepsi sucks. Drink Coca Cola. Um and do cocaine. Yeah, sure. If you want. That's you know what gets you going. Uh who am I to judge? Uh no, a lady guy I got to me is first off. Her, the commercial or like preview they show of her with like the flashing lights, yeah, it gives you freaking epilepsy. <laughs> like, it's just so it's awful. A, it's like, a, I feel like it's old a foreshadowing of I feel what like it's, old People get do. seizures when they see that commercial because yeah. there's just so many flashing lights and like. Lady Gaga's heads, her eyes are rolling in the back of her head and stuff. Like maybe she'll come out, in a,
0: maybe she'll come out in a meat suit.
1: What do she's, you think? She's gonna do something that's just like way over the top. That's just like really she's gonna weird.
0: go Miley Cyrus on us. Yeah,
1: like I, I'm just not very excited. I I never really care about the halftime show.
0: No, I thought no.
1: Beyonce's last year was cool. Yeah, but yeah, I'm not too pumped. But about like Lady it's Gaga. always you always piss off somebody. Yeah, like if you bring Coldplay, all the young kids are like, this is boring and yeah. it sucks. Well, if it's not an old rock and roller, then the old people are like, well, this is stupid and it sucks. Yeah. So you're going to piss off somebody. Um, Give
0: probably... it back to the people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, so I would just be okay if they didn't do it. Also, we are going to get a Donald Trump interview, I think, pregame. Really? Bill O'Reilly.
0: Beautiful. So
1: that'll be a bunch of lob balls.
0: <laughs> Bill will be like, so Donald, you want to bring jobs back to America? Yes, I do, Bill. Yes. Yes, I do. You don't think he'll? Do you think he'll ask him about his bane? His bane? Uh, yeah, from, his bane comics? I don't. I don't think. His bane Dora plagiarism. His bane is. <laughs> but that was plagiarism. Took that straight from me. You, you're the one who called that out. I, yeah. I seriously, when I was watching it at work, I thought that in my head, and then you tweeted it. And I'm like, <laughs> I seriously thought this exact same thing. Yeah, no, it's true. We'll take it back and give it to you, the people. people. <laughs> Just it wait till pretty. you hear my Joker impression, guys. <laughs> it's amazing. Alright, um, so what what do you hope for with commercials? I mean, are it's you... Star Wars preview. You want a Star Wars preview? <laughs> you said that. So, I mean, with the commercials themselves, are you... Do you want comedy? Do you want, like, the Budweiser with the horse? Do you want, like, it passionate? And not, want, you want to cry? What do you want? No, I... What was it last year where it was, like, the little boy that, like, got suicide? I think that was suicide two, two years something. ago. Yeah. But, yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, we Stay d- away from that
1: one. Yeah, we don't want... Oh, let's all sit around and be depressed and cry together. Yeah, but like I like some of the emotional ones. Like I think one of them was uh, like the, the guy who was drunk driving and the the dog. I don't Do you remember, remember that, that one? No, like no. the the guy doesn't come home and the dog's really sad. And they're like, "Don't let your pet think you died." From and then he just comes home the next morning because he stayed out of buddies. Like deep. that was a deep one. It That's was kind of cool. So I like some of the deep ones, but you gotta go funny. But the problem yeah. is, people try to be too funny and yeah. too cute, and it's not funny.
0: Um, give me funny don't get me stupid yeah make me laugh yeah keep it simple but, but give simple. me but give me some dope trailers I'd be alright with that oh yeah even Any if I don't you get debut, a like a a cool trailer always hits you know what I am kind of predicting now that we think about it we have not heard anything about the next Thor movie yeah I think we could see that yeah because it comes out in November, I think. Yeah. So, or maybe a little tidbit of... Infinity War? Is Does yeah. that come out... Th- or what? What were you going to say? Yeah. No, no, no. Does that come out this year? I think so. Hmm.
1: Or... Uh, have to, we'll have to fact check ourselves or, on it. Or uh, maybe like Guardian of the Galaxy. That would be more cool. Or expanded one. Because we've just seen like really small previews for yeah. that.
0: Give us... Give us something, Joe! Or what about the DC one? Ooh, Justice League. Yeah. We could see that, actually. Yeah. That'd be tight. Yeah. Technically they have shown like a unreleased one for Comic Con, but technically I don't think that's their official trailer. Yeah. So uh that'd be cool. Uh yeah. All right. Moving along. The Pro Bowl. That's what's next in the NFL season. Do we care? <laughs> no. Period. Okay. <laughs> and uh what I mean, do you have any suggestions how to make the the Pro Bowl better for the yeah, NFL?
1: I have two. Go for it. One? Like they're starting to do it more I with, like say, the skills don't play challenge. But, hold on. <laughs> Well, they're starting to do it like they're doing like dodgeball and stuff. Yeah. Do more skills challenges, right? And then instead of actually doing a game, do a seven on seven tournament. Yeah, um, that'd be all right. Yeah, and you could even do it kind of like hockey does it, based off division. So like the NFC North could have a seven on seven team. Hmm. The NFC East could have a seven on seven team. Play that and see which one's
0: the best. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Actually, that'd
1: be kind of cool. Or number two, just scrap the whole damn thing. Just get rid of it. Sure. No one watches. No. I like. Players. I like
0: the first. I like the first one. Really? I mean. I don't think they're gonna scrap it just because it's. I mean, makes money. Makes money. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. And then uh, we also have the NBA All Star starter selections. Western Conference: James Harden, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis. There's one notable snub there: Russell Westbrook. Uh, Do you think that he was snubbed? Do you think he deserved to be a starter, or do you think it needed to happen? Absolutely. He averages a triple double. Steph
1: Curry should not have been a starter, but. Popularity contest. It is what it is.
0: Is Russell Westbrook the MVP of this year so far? Uh, I
1: immer- haven't really ja- been paying him, attention to NBA. I
0: won't lie to you.
1: He averages a triple-double, but James Harden's right up there too. I I would make the case for James Harden right now uh, just because his team's had a lot more success. Um, but he's also got a lot more around him where uh, Russell Westbrook has zero talent around him for the most part. Um
0: but it's an all-star game he's going to be an all-star. Yeah.
1: I mean it doesn't matter if you're a starter
0: or not. You make the all-star game. Basically they're just setting him up to win the MVP because he's going to go off. Yeah. yeah. So uh for the Eastern Conference we have LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, Jimmy Butler, Giannis That guy <laughs> nailed it and <laughs> nailed it and uh DeMar DeRozan. So uh the only that. cool thing is that is obviously outside of LeBron all of those are first time starters. So huh yeah Cool, oh. interesting. And then moving along to the Baseball Hall of Fame selections, we have Jeff Bagwell, Tim Raines, and Ivan Pudge Rodriguez. Ivan, but yeah. Why oh, you got my life, bro? Sorry. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Are you
1: happy with the selections? Yeah, Tim Raines is long overdue. He should have been in the Hall a long time ago. Bagwell I was surprised with. Pudge is a no-brainer to me. Um, and I know we're going to talk about this a lot with the Hall of Fame and the PDs and steroids and all that. Uh, a lot of the people that seem like they're making progress towards maybe one day being, uh, you know, uh, in the hall. S- in the hall, I thought took really big regressions, um, like Sosa. Sosa dropped to like eight percent. and He might be off the ballot, you know, in two years. Um, what are they gonna do? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you do. I don't know. Do you let A Rod in? Do you let Bonds yeah. in? You let? I don't think you let McGuire in. Clemens. It's hard. I like to me. I think A Rod belongs in the Hall of Famer because one of the best baseball players of all time. But he's also admitted to taking steroids twice. How do you morally vote for that? Barry Bonds. To me, I, me and you had this discussion off air. Barry Bonds a Hall of Famer because he was like a two or three time MVP before he got enormously huge and was you know pretty much everybody knows he was on steroids. So it's just there's kind of this slippery slope. If you let one in, then you kind of gotta let all of them in. And yeah. So I, I don't. I honestly don't know the best way. I do know this: the way they vote on the Hall of Fame, you can only vote for like up to ten people. Um, and if they don't get a certain percent, then they're off next year. Um, that's stupid. Like someone like Jorge Posada, who had a great career, uh, he was on it one time. He didn't meet the minimum threshold, so now he can't be voted for. Notice. I, yeah, that I is think dumb. that is so stupid. They should be able to vote for as many or as little as they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trevor Hoffman, who is like, what, three votes away or
0: something, he should have been a Hall of Famer that he got screwed. Um, but Is there someone in the Hall that we, I mean, that blatantly was a steroid guy or I, a PED I guy Jeff, that you can think, think of? Jeff Bagwell, right? Yeah. yeah, I thought that. So, I, did you see Jose Canseco's little comments on it? Yeah. So, I mean, his big thing, he's the steroid accuser, pretty much. He's the king now. Yeah, and so his take is, if you're going to let one in, let them all in. Right. And I kind of, I tend to agree with the guy. I mean, I'm not a huge Jose Canseco fan, but, I mean... So, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spit my, uh, my fire hot take here. Alright. A lot of people may hate me for this. So, I don't know if it's the mafioso in me, the corrupt... The corrupt mafioso in me, but I personally think steroids shouldn 't be as frowned upon as they are yes they 're bad, yes they 're illegal, all that, but i don 't think steroids really make you hit home runs, I think they make you healthier and they make you less you know they they make you less prone to injury in order to hit home runs now, I know my boy Brandon is going to rebuttal here, yes. but I mean, I just, I don't know if it's the corrupt mafioso in me that I think baseball needs to adapt. I'm uh, not. It's, it's not that. It's, it's the Lincoln High public school education in you. Oh,
1: got him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, steroids just gives you so many added benefits that other people don't work. Uh, you know, if me and you both lift 225 pounds, you go take steroids. Now you can lift, you know, 300 pounds. Well, that's, a huge yeah that's not that doesn't translate to you hitting more home runs but it sure gives you more power more uh it makes your hands faster so you know your swing is more compact and more powerful it, it, it one thing it really helps you with is focus um a lot of players i mean it's hard to focus in baseball all the time if you have laser sharp focus cuz it's kind of like taking Adderall that's going to help you it helps you with your reflexes which i mean so much of baseball is hand eye coordination and reflexes it helps you with all these little things that, if, once you start adding them up, I mean, that's a big difference than someone who doesn't take it. So that, to me, um, you cheated. So no, yeah, I, no, you're so, wrong. To me, I would say no. Just you cheated the game, you cheated the system, uh, you did it for your own personal benefit. Um, to me, that, that that's wrong.
0: Okay, and I, I I do I mean I do agree that it's wrong to take steroids. You know, but also, in, in, ter- in in terms of letting these people in who are clearly, clearly Hall of Famers like Barry Bonds, like Mark McGuire, like Roger Clemens, like clearly these guys are, I don't know. But, but then, then again, you could say they wouldn't be if they didn't take steroids. But I, I, here's, I don't know. But it's a slippery slope. But I think you let them in. Here
1: is the dilemma, though: you let them in now. What do you do with future baseball players that are like, well, they took steroids? And they're Hall of Famers. No, I'm going to take steroids. How do you stop? I mean, you set a precedent that now if you let one in, well, he, it's true, him, 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 they have, all have arguments and you, you can't say, well, they took steroids. Well, yeah, but so did he. You set this hypocrisy in motion and uh, I don't think you can get away from it.
0: Okay. All right. I, you know what? I, I can't really argue that. I I don't know. I can't argue that. Also, I, maybe it's just the corrupting me. Also, Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. I agree with that one. So, uh, any last words on steroid era baseball, Hall of Fame, all that?
1: No, unless if you're just gonna say screw it, steroids are legal, everybody can take them, um, then go for it. Maybe that's what they gotta do. Maybe. You never know. I, I could see that, like, if baseball, like, viewership and Goes attendance, totally
0: yeah, and runs and stuff go down, I could see them doing that. That'd be that'd be insane.
1: A lot of old timers would. Yeah, hey, the tonight. old timers say, hey, but the young people, which is what you
0: need. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it. that would not be good for you. There are bad side effects. Man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you're, I would definitely not condone <laughs> Your penal region <laughs> is going to be very different. You go from a tripod <laughs> to a no-paw. <laughs> All right, and then our next little uh, sport tidbit: Did you see Floyd Mayweather's little, uh, little gun sesh yeah. at Conor McGregor on Twitter? Uh, he said before, so they had a picture comparing their net worth, and uh, he said before, you asked for $25 million, be worth more than $25 million. You had the two and the five right, but you meant to say $2.5 million, not $25 million. Uh, I thought that was kind of pretty funny, actually. Uh, he kind of gunned Connor McGregor's life. Uh, do you so? And Conor McGregor's net worth is apparently two point five million. So Which I, I don't think is accurate. It may not be accurate. I, I mean, the I picture think. was cropped, so we couldn't see where it came from or anything. But do you think this fight is ever going to happen?
1: I always say no, um, but then like you t- like you hear people talk, and it seems like it's gaining more and more traction. Traction. Um,
0: it's. I also heard something today. That Pacquiao wants to get wants to fight Conor McGregor now, too. Yeah, well, so, Pacquiao uh, just
1: is looking for anything. Yeah, he's point. looking for it. Like, he wants to be relevant.
0: First off,
1: Floyd, yeah, he's made more money. But Floyd's also in... Let's put it this way. If Conor went and fought Floyd in boxing, I think Floyd wins. But I think McGregor can last. I don't think Floyd... Floyd's not going to knock Conor McGregor out. Yeah. He's a businessman right. in the ring. You put Floyd in the UFC with Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor would oh, freaking murder him. Destroy <laughs> murder him. Yeah, I agree. The UFC with that. is such a better sport. Boxing outside of Pacquiao like harder, and Mayweather. Harder yeah. You're saying? Yeah. Well, yeah, and just all around better. Yeah, Mayweather and Pacquiao are the last two big time boxers, and that's it. No one could name, uh, the average person couldn't name more than two people. And I don't think I could. Yeah. I mean there, could it's, it's a dying sport. Yeah, I could name probably three. Um, <laughs> like three more like five boxers. Yeah, okay. UFC is if you just see how its pay-per-views are going, it's growing at such a rate that it's completely taken over the fighting, you know, game. I think it's it's obviously I think WWE uh you know kind of has like the big market share. But it's zapping into that. Um, Also, you know, WWE's fake. Uh, Spoiler alert. Um, (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But I do say that, I will say this, um, and this is just about UFC and boxing as a whole. UFC is really in some trouble now that uh, Ronda Rousey lost. Yeah. Um, Because right now, Conor McGregor is your one and only bona fide superstar. So look for UFC to really start promoting uh, some oddball or something that... um, can kind of take over and be the man. Another McGregor like figure. Mm-hmm. Um but I yeah, so I mean I don't know. I I think maybe it'll happen. I won't be surprised if it never happens, but yeah. I I hope it does. Yeah, the be cool. The problem's going to be money is going to be one issue. The other issue is going to be how's it governed? Is 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 it going to be boxing? Yeah. Is it um you know one thing that... The pay-per-view. My, yeah, one thing that... But even, like, the judges. Because if there are three boxing judges, That's they're not going go the to a great Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I mean... But one thing that I thought that was a really good idea when me and my, one of my buddies were talking about it was they should do boxing, but they should use UFC gloves.
0: Yeah, okay. You know,
1: that way it's... Because another thing that even I brought up was they could do boxing and they could be everything but... It could be like UFC, everything but ground game. So you have to stay up. I mean, you can so you still can throw and knees and yeah and stuff. I huh. thought that'd be interesting, but that would favor McGregor still yeah. a ton. So I think if they just cut down on the gloves, I think that would be kind of a cool thing. Yeah. So like some type of mix between the two. That's gonna. be I the feel hard like part. it would take a lot yeah. to do that. Though. I will say this: I think McGregor's so cocky that he would say, "You know what? Have your judges have whatever rules you want, take however much money you want. Let's do it." I think McGregor's he just lose, crazy enough, yeah, to think that he could do it. Yeah. And I don't. I here's the thing. I think McGregor has more knockout potential than Mayweather. Mayweather wins by decision. McGregor would have to win by knockout,
0: which I would love. I would love to see, I, that. I pass love pass to see that
1: man, Conor McGregor. I'm telling you, I've been watching UFC for a while now, and I remember watching like one of his first like really big fights, and the dude's special. Like he's just got it. He's just a freaking competitor. He's an OG. Uh, and yeah, and you ain't gonna drop him. So.
0: Yeah. All right, all right. Uh, before I forget this, this just broke today. Aaron Andrews was diagnosed and successfully treated for cervical cancer. Yep. She apparently was treated and back on the sideline in the same week. So uh, that's Shout out to her. pretty pretty great for her. Um, so that's that's a cool little tidbit. And then another some other s- sad sporting news. Royals pitcher Yorando Ventura. yeah. Yeah. Jordano Ventura. Man, you just say it, (laughs) man, because I'm I'm trashing his legacy. I'm sorry. Jordano Ventura died in a
1: car accident. He's 25 years old. He died uh, in the Dominican Republic. And this is a really big issue for Major League Baseball because, you know, Oscar Tavares, the Cardinals' uh, right fielder a couple years ago, died in the Dominican Republic. Um, you know, I remember Wilson Ramos, uh, Nationals catcher, who was an all-star this year. He was kidnapped in the Dominican Republic. So um, you get all these players from all these kind of small, uh, you know, crime-infested areas. Um, and it's just anything can happen in the offseason. And, yeah. Um, you know, I think you're going to really start to see Major League teams try to convince their players, you know, maybe you shouldn't go home um, just for your safety. So, uh, it's a sad day. Uh, you know, he played with a ton of energy. He's actually, I think, really good friends with Jose Fernandez. It's huh. um, too bad. So, um, you know, RIP. And uh, it's really sad whenever you lose a young guy like that mm-hmm. uh, in such a tragic way.
0: For sure. All right, moving on. The Raiders officially filed for relocation to Las Vegas.
1: Yeah. I'm on board saying this is a bad idea, by the way. Bad Las idea. Vegas is not going to be like a football town. It's going to be a uh, fixing betting town? No, like no, like people are – you're not going to have a consistent fan base. You're going to get a bunch of people that are like, oh, we're in Las Vegas. Let's see a Raiders game. Sure. Or like, you know, I want to bet on the game. And then We'll go watch it. But you're not going to have like a bunch of locals that are like season take holders. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I just – I fail to see this You don't see it happening? You don't, see it, out, happening. Right? You don't see it working out? Also, they're getting a hockey team too, which yeah. uh, that doesn't make sense to me at all. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, moving on. The Chargers moved to L.A. Did you see the initial logo? <laughs> yeah, the Dodgers it, logo. <laughs> it, it looked like the L.A. Dodgers and the Tampa Bay Lightning yeah. had a kid. Yeah. And it was funny. I think Tampa Bay Lightning's Twitter account actually tweeted that. Yeah. So uh, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, that It honestly is what it looked like, yeah. and it was trash. And I guess they will never use that logo ever again. Yeah. So.
1: And then it was funny. The like head coach, Gene, I can't remember which, was like, Oh, I'm honored to be a part of
0: the San Diego chart, uh Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> so, Whoops. Yeah, did,
1: did it I me say
0: that? And I think a lot of San Diego San Diegans yeah. are salty about this.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think any time a major team leaves that city, you know, I was in Missouri when the Rams left. They, they aren't Rams fans anymore. Yeah, yeah, Um, So it's it's tough. You hate to see it. L. A. Doesn't need a football team let alone until, if you ask me.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. They do need the L. A. Gold. Owned by Ari Gold, so yes, that'd go. be kind of cool. Uh, Roy Williams became the fifth active coach with 800 wins. Shout out to Roy! Shout One out to of the Roy! Best, I'll ever do it. That's your boy. the Tower heels. All right, that's it for sports. Moving along to music. Not a whole lot of music news. We just have some tidbits for you. Not no no big albums have really no. dropped yet, so we just have a little bit for you. Rumors have surfaced that Kanye West has been working on numerous sur- surprise. Projects and a rebooted Saint Pablo tour for this year. What do you think these projects could be?
1: I I have no idea. I, I mean, I'm assuming he's starting to
0: work on stuff to gear for another album. Yep. Uh, so the rumored album right. is called Turbo Graphics 16. Yeah. Could change it to 17. Who right. knows? The name will probably change 20 times. Right. But uh, there's that. We have I know year on your wish list was the Drake Kanye collab yeah. album. Maybe we have that in the works. Uh, we have Cruel Winter which is good music his right. label their uh collaborative effort. The sequel to Cruel Summer obviously. So that would be interesting. Hasn't that been like rumored? It's been rumored for, for like, a long yeah. time. Oh, nothing. Uh and I also heard last year there was a rumor that he was going to drop a collaborative album with a country band for charity so (laughs) who knows man um but i think if kanye would just drop an, an album or a project surprisingly that would be amazing that'd be so sick um and he it would blow up and it would do numbers so hopefully that happens Moving on, John Mayer released the first wave of songs on his new album. He will be releasing four songs at a time as EPs. The first one came out. I have yet to listen to it, but I, I, I'm i a fan of John Mayer. No? You're not a fan? Not a fan. All right. Not a fan. Moving on then. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez, J-Lo, confirmed that her and Drake have a song together. Where do you think this will show up? Will it show up on More Life? Um... Uh hopefully maybe that'd be cool uh i don't know either way the to this song is gonna do numbers oh, yeah, i think i
1: think they've kind of acted out this love story they have and that it was
0: really just for publicity i yeah. think it is honestly so, i think they've confirmed it actually yeah. but uh <laughs> that would be really cool if either way this song oh, is gonna be, be banger, yeah. this is gonna be a chart topper um a rapper named sir signed tde nothing more Uh, The Gorillas are back. They released a trippy new music video for Hallelujah Money, uh, the first single on their upcoming album. This has been sought after for, I think, six years. Super, super weird song. I listened to it. Don't know if I'll listen to it again. Uh, They're the kind of cartoon band type thing. They had the one big song, uh, Feel Good, Inc., which is actually a good song. So hopefully they'll have at least one good song on this album. This is a very highly anticipated album for a lot of general music fans out there, though. So interesting that they come out with a new song. Another big tidbit for both of us. Eminem will appear on Big Sean's album, I Decided. Uh, super pumped for that. Yeah. And I don't think it's, it has anything to do with Detroit versus Everybody or anything. Right. I think they came out with the name. I just can't recall what it is. But also, did you catch uh, Big Sean's performance on SNL? I didn't know. Which um, one was that? Was amazing. That? Uh, it, he premiered a song called Sunday Morning Jetpack. kind of has that ultralight beam um, kind of vibe and kind of blessings vibe from Chance the Rapper. Really, really good. I really enjoyed that one. Can't wait to hear that album coming up. I think it comes out uh, February 3rd, so next Friday, I think. Um, so yeah, Tiller's Bryson Tiller announced his upcoming sophomore album will be titled True to Self. Really, really enjoyed his uh, True Soul album. Are you a, T- a Tiller fan?
1: Uh, I haven't listened to enough to yeah. like, one way or the other. Uh,
0: some of his stuff I, I've enjoyed. Some of it's just forgettable to me. Sure, okay. All right, True to Self, that will be coming soon. 2 chains album, Pretty Girls Love Trap Music, will be released on April 7th. SZA from TDE, she's kind of the first lady of TD Top Dog Entertainment. That's Kendrick... Kendrick... Schoolboy, Absol, their label. Uh, it will be... Her debut album will be titled Control. Pretty cool. Um, pretty excited for that one, actually. She's a very, very good singer. And then Fat Joe signed to Rock Nation. <laughs> really? Yeah, kind of really? weird. Uh, that success from his song All the Way Up, I think, probably propelled that, but who knows. Um, what, what was that? Fat, why is Fat Joe relevant? Like, it, all I, it's because up. of that song, I mean. But, like... Oh, yeah, I, that's crazy. I mean, it's, it's Grammy nominated. That's, that's ta- it's all, the talk, only thing it's going for. Talk about like just blast from the I past. know, right?
1: Lean back. What? Yeah. No, no. yeah wow. Crazy.
0: I didn't, honestly, I could, I didn't know he was still alive. <laughs> yeah. All the way up that, that really yeah. revived his okay. career, which is kind of crazy, but um, yeah. And then, so I kind of want to do a brief promo yeah. if you don't mind. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I came out with a couple and it's a blog series. And I'm gonna continue to do some more, but I came out with two parts of album anticipation and trackless wish list. So what I do for the blog is I am taking a list of my, my high highest anticipated albums from this year, and I'm you know, previewing the album, and I'm making kind of a wish list track list. So I'm breaking down I, – I, I I don't predict. I basically make up the concept for the album. I make up the track list names, and then I also list any features that I think will be on there. And I've done that with two of my highest anticipated albums, which are Eminem's album, which we have yet to have a name for. I didn't come up with a name for the album. I think that's going a little too far, <laughs> but uh, I – I broke it down, and uh, yeah. So I mean, did you did you get a chance to check this out? Did you? Yeah, I've seen most of it. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't mind, I'm just gonna go through and just say the track list. I think that'd be really yeah. cool. Um, so number one, I'm back again. This is um, I'm, what I'm going for here is uh, kind of. Kind of a the song I'm back from Marshall Mathers right. LP. I think it'd be cool to kind of have a sequel to that. You know, I'm back implies kind of an intro. And I think it'd be kind of cool to have those vibes on the first song. I came up with a song called DRAINED. Um, you know, Eminem's always talking about women and how women he's basically a women hater, honestly. Right. But I think it'd be cool to have a song called DRAINED featuring Anderson mm-hmm. Pack. Uh they're both on the same label with Dr. Dre at Interscope and or Interscope and Aftermath, and I think it's feasible that Anderson Pack will be on a song with Eminem on this upcoming album. I think that's my that's my sleeper pick for a feature, and I think you know a song about women. I think that that bodes well. So who's who knows? And then another song I have number three, motivation. There's always a kind of pump up song on an Eminem album. We have survival. Yeah, yeah. We have survival. We have guts over fear. We have not afraid. We have sing for the moment. We have lose yourself. So there's always kind of a pump up, fiery, motivational song. So might as well call it motivation. <laughs> um, <Right> I also <laughs> to the point. get right to the point. Uh, we also have some skits. I want, so for this album, I want Slim Shady vibes. I want him to go back to Slim Shady. You can throw in an Eminem song like the motivational song. But give me a Paul skit. That's what I have here. Number five, I have Detroit versus everybody part two. It's going to feature Big Sean, Royce the Five Nine, and D Twelve. Bring bring back some D Twelve. I, I think know. that would be really funny and really cool. Uh, after that, give us a Steve Bartman, Berman. Excuse me, skit. Uh, those are always hilarious. Right. I I love the M M skits. Bring them back. Uh, We did get a little bit of Ken Kniff on the last song of the bonus tracks on uh, Marshall Matters LP2, so I'm really hoping we get more of that. Can I... I, Yeah, yeah. Interject, interject, and uh, ask me questions about this. Sure. Uh,
1: Well, this is more... Do you anticipate that we'll see kind of the Alter Ego Slim Shady on the next album? Because to me, uh, with the Marshall Mather's LP2 was... I felt like he kind of laid that to rest, killed off no, or like was
0: getting rid of the Slim Shady ego. Okay. Uh, I could be totally wrong. Uh, I don't know know your
1: thoughts on it. You know,
0: I I don't know. I mean, I'd have to go through and listen to the album kind of in a different way, more cohesively. Right. You know, that album really wasn't a concept album, Mm -hmm. but if you look at it in that way, maybe I could see that. But I mean, this is just more of what I kind of want. Because, I mean, we really don't know anything about this album. So I personally would just like to see more of a Slim Shady vibe. I'd go back and listen to the first Marshall LP, and I would love more of those vibes. I mean, for that, I just think it's kind of a, really a social experiment of an Mm -hmm. album. You know, he's really pushing the boundaries, pushing the envelopes to try and see how far kids will go just based off listening to music. And, you know, and I think... I mean, obviously he has evolved. He's grown, so we're not going to get those exact vibes. But I think a few songs here and there with those Slim Shady vibes would be really cool. And um, the the one thing, like,
1: just to talk about, you know, what I really like about Eminem and what he does in albums is he always seems to push the envelope in one way or the other. Whether it's experimenting um, with something new, yeah, um, something that. People haven't heard. Something that is kind of before it's time that once you go back and listen to it, you really kind of appreciate it um, and how it grows and, uh, you know, where it goes from there. Where, you know, I remember when I first was Martial Matters LP2, I wasn't all that impressed. I Like, I really liked it because it's M and that's always good. Um, but the more I go back and listen to it, you just, there's these new vibes and, uh, you know, the, the way he delivers, um, you know, everything just seems new. And, and creative and yeah that's where i'm most excited about this album is what's he do next what's because yeah. like he's had like with campaign speech it kind of reminds me of uh the shady xv song mm-hmm. where yeah like the, he just, the intro for that right song. yeah yeah so like does he keep building on that or does he you know give us some of that slim shade you know what what's next for eminem and mm-hmm. where does he feel like um He needs to try something new, be creative, come up with something, you know, make his little niche in this Uh – in
0: hip-hop. Yeah. So I I totally agree. I always think he kind of does something that you're totally not expecting. Like, for instance, on Marshall Matters LP2, what I was totally not expecting that actually happened was him basically making amends with his mom on headlights. Like, I totally – that was – I did not see that coming at all. You know, throughout his whole career, he's bashed his mom. And now he's kind of, he's grown. You see the evolution of it. You see the evolution. It's kind of full circle, wow. honestly. And so I do think we're going to get something along the lines of that where we're not even thinking about it. But he's somehow going to pull right. something. And that,
1: to me, was why I kind of bought the, did he kill Slim Shady off? was yeah. Because you saw the evolution of his career. And then even again in Shady XV with like Guts Over Fear where he talks about, you know, I'd rather make... Not afraid to. Then another. We made you. Yeah. Uh, you kind of saw that he wants to be more of a serious, speak to the masses and try to help people. He wants to be Eminem and not, right, slim, not shady. slim
0: Shady. So that's why I, I asked that question. Sure, I guess. sure. And that totally, you totally could be right. I hope you're wrong though. Just, I mean, I just want a yeah, fun, no, I just want a right. fun album. So this album, what I was going for is kind of like. Kind of like what Kanye did with the Life of Pablo, kind of like what Chance did with Coloring Book, where it's just a gathering of collaborators and right. friends, and they get together on songs, and it's just kind of fun. This I don't foresee being a concept album. I don't see there being a cohesive theme, but you know, I, I would like to see the Slim Shady song. I would like to see the motivational song. I would like to see kind of the funny comical song. And uh, I'll just go keep going if you if you don't mind. No. So number seven, I bitch please. Th- three so we have Bitch Please 2 on the first Marshall right. LP and I think it'd be really cool if he brought like let's say Snoop Dogg who was on the second one right. Dre who was on the second one but then some old collaborators like I put on this song Jay-Z Lil Wayne right. tell me that wouldn't be the uh, most monstrous be. song of all it time be. it would be it would be crazy and I mean you could talk about how I mean Eminem is the guy for women hating and I'm not about hating women I love, I love y'all women I love y'all but uh that's it's what Eminem, always, that's what Eminem does. Right. That's what Eminem does. And uh, so I think that would be kind of cool. So the next one I have is finger on the button. That's kind of – that's more playing off of the campaign speech. He's kind of throwing shade at right. Donald Trump. And now that Donald Trump is the president, I think we're bound to get a political song. Oh, absolutely. Kind of like White America. Yeah. And, you know, Mosh. Or and, Mosh. Yes, yeah, exactly.
1: That would be one I would really, really want to listen to. In, exactly. In here.
0: And I mean, these are totally made up names. I just right. came up with a finger on the button. But right. uh, he he says that in campaign speech, mm-hmm. so that's where I got that. But uh, there's that. And then the next one I have is New Wave. I think so in, uh, camp, I think it is Shady XV, the song where he says uh, he's going to come back. Make a. He kind of says he's gonna come back for uh, Kendrick Lamar's Control verse, right? With all the white rappers, with all the white rappers. So that's kind of what I'm going for here. He's gonna go not after the white rappers, but all the new wave rappers like Lil Yachty and Lil Uzi Vert and Twenty One Savage and Young Thug yeah exactly but i think this is kind of like a rap god vibe but he's coming at the new wave of rappers and saying how no one will do it like me you know stuff like that i think that's definitely feasible the next one i have is i don't even know where i came up with the name of this song but call actually i I kind of do there's kind of a point to it so calm before the storm it's featuring rihanna i think we're bound to have another rihanna song it's just a chart topper and i mean it's i mean that is and what it is
1: eminem and rihanna have done has been just great great music. yeah
0: exactly and so with this more so it's the calm before the storm it's the radio hit and then every song after this is just going to be straight slim shady straight crazy uh so after this uh, we have the uh, kin caniff skit bound to happen bound i think it'd be funny it'd be great and then so he on the next song here i have sucking it and let me let me give a little background here. So on Shade45, his radio station with DJ Who, he actually made like a little guest appearance and he jokingly said the verse for, or the the hook for his next song is going to be, what time you suck it, what time you suck it. <laughs> and obviously it's a joke, but I feel like Eminem's the type of guy to flip a joke and make it a real yeah. thing. So I think that's pretty feasible. And uh, this would be the one where he has kind of that Funny voice, like mm-hmm. in uh, Ass Like That and. Yeah. Uh, like his voice. Almost. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I think so. There's that. Then number 13, we have Detox featuring Dr., uh, Dr. Dre. I think this could be kind of an old time sake type vibe where he's pushing away all of his demons and letting it all out in a song. I think that'd be kind of so cool. So I feel like that would be more of like a I need a doctor yeah type song. Sure. Yeah. Sure. You have that. Uh, then after Mathers, I think this is kind of. Uh, what do, I, what do I have on there? It's a sequel to uh, Marshall, Mathers. Marshall Mathers, which I think would be cool. And then he has kind of the line on uh, um, Rap God where he says, it was ironic, I was signed to Aftermath, after, after the, the Fact. fact. Kind of yeah. playing off that a little bit. Um, number 15, I have, uh, do I have Bonnie and Clyde Bonnie there? Clyde's Bonnie 17. and Clyde 17. So this is kind of, like we said, kind of he's doing something crazy and something out, off the wall. This may be it. Maybe he brings his daughter and puts her back on a song where she's grown up. And, you know, the last time we got a Bonnie and Clyde from Eminem, it was 97. It's 17 now. So who knows? How cool would you be? I mean, that'd be 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 kind of crazy. I mean, it would definitely have to be serial killer vibes. So who knows? And then after that, I have Impatient featuring 50 Cent. And uh, this would be patiently waiting vibes. How could we?
1: I just want another. Patiently waiting is one of my like favorite Eminem it's, songs.
0: It's, awesome. yeah, it's it's awesome. It's awesome. But uh, I just want a Eminem Fifty Cent right. collab again. I feel
1: like the last two albums we've been like
0: wanting thinking that. that exactly. And, and, and I think
1: they're both at the point in their career where they know like this is the end. So maybe you
0: know one last time. You know, exactly. Let, let, let's do this. It would be awesome. And then the last song I had was uh, I came up with two infinity. Uh, the reason I got this one is he recently re-released his first ever single, Infinite, Infinite. and he kind of remastered it. There's a different beat, same lyrics and everything, but maybe he leaves us where he started. That's kind of my yeah. point. Could be kind of cool. The so, there's the,
1: the one kind of wish list that wasn't on this, and this I thought was a great idea and a really cool concept, and I, I would love to see all of this happen, Yeah, would be something with Drake. Yeah, Just because... Sure you know there was that rumor eminem was gonna diss drake and then true drake bought eminem out you know what i forgot know, about concert that. yeah and uh so just them teaming up you know and they did forever forever um that would be sick you know and drake always says you know eminem is the greatest rapper of all time and so just maybe you know if this is his last album maybe bring drake out and i, I think that'd be really cool that would be
0: epic man uh Epic. So that was the Eminem album. And then I also uh, did one for my guy Logic. And uh, this one, on the other hand, is a concept album. I know it because I did a lot of research for this. I listened to old interviews and I uh, did all this. And I think every Logic
1: album is pretty much going to be a concept album. That's what he is. That's that's his That's what he knows. That's his thing.
0: So this one, he – and these are his words, not mine. So – On this album, he apparently... It's called Africarian. And apparently he's going to scientifically prove... And I think he has kind of a scientist guy. What's his name? Neil... Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. And I think he's like a neuropsychologist, whatever. Yeah. Neurophysicist, whatever guy. So he definitely has a scientific background. I believe he's going to be the narrator on this. So my theory is... He's going to somehow prove – and this is air quotes. He's an astrophysicist. Astrophysicist. There you go. And logic says that scientifically the first people on planet Earth came from Africa and were black. These are not my words. These are his words. And he's saying that he is going to prove that they came from Africa. They start out black and how they evolved into a lighter skin throughout time and how just kind of seeing life from both sides, black and white. And Logic is a biracial human being. Uh, he looks white, and he's, but he's also black, which is very prevalent in his music. And so he has said that this is going to be a very introspective album from told by many different perspectives. So here's my tra- track list. I'll reel it all off. You can ask your questions and whatever. So number one, I have The Beginning number two, black, number three, white, four, molded, five, evolution, six, racism, seven, revolution, eight, come together, nine, peace, love, and positivity, 10, the world, 11, thank you, God, 12, unity, 13, African, 14, the future. And so kind of my, my concept with this is in the, the first couple of songs, it's black and white. So in black, he's obviously going to talk about life from a black's perspective white he's going to talk about life from a white's perspective and how he has both of this in him so he can do that and then number four, Molded he gets molded by society and he talks about how he's molded by society and how he's stuck in the middle as a black man and a white man and how he feels that five, Evolution, I think we're going to see more of the narrator talking about how you know giving background of how People came from Africa and how they become light-skinned. And uh, after that, I think we have a song called Racism where he touches – it's a very politically driven song where it's about racism and it's about how we need to stop this. Uh, then we move on from for Revolution. I have Killer Mike on this song because he recently had an Instagram post with, with Killer Mike from Run the Jewels. I think that would be really cool. This one I think they kind of – this is going to be more so from The Black – side of Logic, where they kind of think they need to rise up against the racism and all the corruption. And then from there on out, I think the album is going to become more and more positive and uplifting and heartwarming. I think we have Come Together, Peace, Love, Positivity, The World. I think on The World, I would love to see like a kind of We Are The World rendition of Logic where he's kind of singing and it's just positive and it's, it's beautiful tones and everything. Um, Thank you, God is going to be about faith, where he thinks it's all—all all faith is lost, all hope is lost. Um, but then unity comes, and they all come together, and we move together as a human race, as one. Africarian is going to be more so about the scientific aspects and how everybody is like logic. Everybody has African roots, and then the future is kind of kind of be what it is—the future, how. If we want to go on as a human race, we need to come together. So I really thought this one out. This one is definitely a concept album. It took a lot of thinking on my part. And I don't think there's going to be a lot of features. Um, but yeah, I think it, it I think it could be cool if, it, if this would, is it.
1: Who would be your number one feature? Who would you want to see on this album? So Obviously, you have Patrick Starr and Killer Mike. Yeah, so
0: Patrick Starr, I guess, is a female singer, which I okay. didn't know until I saw a picture of her and him together on instagram but um but so if i if if i had to pick if i had to pick one i would put kendrick lamar on the song called black and i would want a black or the berry type vibe right i think that'd be really cool and i think i mean it could happen who knows Mm. i mean if anyone's going to touch on racism and the black side of things it'd be kendrick lamar i think that'd be really cool
1: what if we 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 mixed ideas here you go black with kendrick What if you went white with Eminem? i honestly talk about i honestly
0: like, did think about that yeah. but i don't think that's really yeah. feasible but if wouldn't i wouldn't it be cool if we
1: it. could get like you know the black rappers side of hip hop you know and the game and industry and then you know the flip perspective of that of what's it like being a white rapper mm-hmm. and, and i think that would be a really cool idea. I would
0: love that. <laughs> that would be my dream collaboration, yeah. both my favorite rappers on one song. I would, I would juice right. my pants.
1: So, what do you do? You think do you do? You, obviously, you put a ton of effort and time into this. Do you like this idea? Do you think it's a cool concept? Uh, so, you know, you know, I'm talking specifically from what we know about yeah. what Logic has said about yeah. this song. Would you be excited about this? Or do you have so, do, you, do you have any? Not only the two-part question. Okay. Would you be excited about it? And then if any do you
0: have any concerns
1: about okay. you know what yeah. it would be.
0: Yeah. So the concern part. I think that Logic will definitely get a lot of backlash f- from this album if this is the album. I mean I, I'm, I'm fairly certain this – I mean n- maybe not the cohesivity of – is that even a word? A cohesiveness of yeah. it. Um, maybe it's not positive, dark – Positive, you know what I mean? Right. But I I am fairly certain that, you know, the concept period of the album, this is what it's going to be. And when he did come out and say that uh, there were the headlines that, you know, said uh, Logic thinks everyone has, you know, African roots and everyone came from Africa, he got a lot of backlash from that. And honestly, he also tweeted that uh, peace, love, and positivity, which is basically his mantra, it's going to be very... Prevalent in the album. So right. I think eventually it's going to be a positive album. But um, so, you know, to wrap my question around, uh, I do think he will see some backlash if this is the album, but I, so I am definitely, my favorite albums are politically and socially driven. Right. So if this were the album, I would definitely be excited. I think what I want from this is Logic's version of Kendrick Lamar's To Pin Butterfly. Right. And I would... That's my favorite album of all time. I would definitely be excited about it. So What what
1: was his last album called? I forget it. The Incredible True Story. Yeah, see, to me, I didn't really enjoy it that
0: much. Um, just too, I like, kind of sci-fi and weird yeah, for
1: it? Yeah, and I, I think sometimes... Like, I think concept albums are really cool and they're really great. But I think almost he forces it too much into every single song. Okay. I think, like, what J. Cole did where you don't... On this latest album? Yeah, okay. where you know kind of what the concept is, um, but, but it does not tell force. You. It's not It's driven, showing and not telling. Right. I think that to me is a far better idea of a concept album than I'm going to let you know via the intro, you know, where sure. we have a girl talk about every single thing or even like a lot of the songs just had weird talking and people saying weird things, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I feel like Logic needs to do... So, less concept and more focus on each individual track and how they tie together, but not saying this is how they tie together.
0: I like that. So, I mean, if this were the track list, if this were the concept, would you be excited about it? Or do you think it's more showing and not, or more telling and less showing? I think this would be a lot of
1: telling. um, But, I mean, I think this has a lot of potential. It would be interesting. Um, You know, I've never really heard of the theory that we're all you know African yeah. well we're all African descent but not African like black descent yeah. um I don't know like I don't know how that adds to rap you know how that adds to hip-hop um but I don't know Logic always seems to kind of surprise you with something um,
0: and he recently uh I think today he announced or maybe it was yesterday uh he has a billion streams on Spotify alone which yeah. is uh quite Cray- yeah person, so there. i mean he's definitely right. becoming more popular no, And absolutely. i mean if he does do something like this it'll turn a lot of heads and right. i mean because he has a big following now because to me like the best logic
1: i've heard is welcome to forever okay you know that to me is when i think logic i think that's his best project personally uh and i'd like to see more of that logic um uh, because to me that i thought that had a pretty decent concept and again it wasn't you know this is the concept mm-hmm. now here are the songs it was here are the songs and now you know the concept so okay. that that's my personal thing um and again i could be wrong uh, yeah. you know you never
0: know who knows i mean we have very little information about mm-hmm. this i mean um so this is that just basically my wish list right. i am taking what i do know and i'm right you know it was really cool what what are your do you have you know what are your next so, uh, the next one I'm going to do is the Carter five. Okay. Um, past that, I don't, I, I have a list where I want to do, I don't know which one I'm going right. to do next. Um, might do Travis Scott World. might do, um, I might do a collab, album. you know, J Cole and Kendrick, Kendrick or Kanye and Drake. Yeah. Who knows? So cool. Be well, on the I, lookout.
1: I, I like the idea. It's really cool. And if you haven't go check it out on our website and, uh you can see more of an in-depth perspective of what trey was thinking on each song and it's uh, it's a really cool breakdown so i recommend
0: that thank you thank you all right that uh that wraps up our podcast for this week um any final thoughts stay safe stay safe um go check out the website go check out soundcloud we're on itunes now go subscribe we're we're getting bigger and better we're gonna have youtube videos uh we're really excited about this uh this movie review series that we're gonna be coming out with here soon so uh bigger and better and tell your friends it's gonna be uh hop on the bandwagon because we're blowing up so uh yeah i am trey lessio of the dawn of entertainment alongside brandon ogden of the Consiliary uh yeah this is are you entertained and i'm out stay safe <laughs>